Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. In that literally nothing happens in it. But he doesn't have to go on. Yep, yep, we're going on. Now, the reason I'm playing this song, and there is a reason, it's not not a, a massive... Uh, by the way, good evening, dear listener, 0344 It's not a massive reason. A flimsy one. It's a very... Um, paper thin reason, but but after listening to the last three hours of radio, it turns out that content is so old fashioned we don't need it. Um, I want to compile the ultimate. Oh, by the way, later on in the show, we've got Simon Reynolds coming on, who wrote Shock and Awe, Glam Rock and Its Legacy. It's a 700-page mighty tome about glam rock from the 1970s. It's a it's a blooming good read. It was a Christmas present for my sister, and it's a blooming good read. I know you shouldn't ever judge a book by its cover, famously, yes, yes. but that one looks pretty cool. It's got the Bowie flash on That's it. That's a good cover. That's an excellent cover, and it's an excellent book. He's coming on at about 11. We were supposed to, at this point of time, in time be speaking to the grumpy 
Yorkshire bookseller who yeah. charges 50 pence a browse. Mm-hmm. What happened, Catherine? He was booked? Yeah. What happened? I spoke to him. I had a very pleasant, com- a disappointingly pleasant conversation yep. with him. Yep. Very nice fella, Steve Bloom. Uh, Hello, veggies! Nope. Hello, veggies! Here's, here's, here's my theory. Yeah, where's my veggies? He's southern. Who's southern? Steve. So is Mr Bloom. No, but what I'm saying to you is... Where's me veggies? I wonder Hello, whether, veggies! I wonder whether he's not rude. I wonder whether he's just southern. What is the veggies song? Meet the veggies, meet, meet the, the veggies. There's lots of pretty veggies. He looks like my um, our mate Scott. A bit. Hello, veggies! What's the theme This tune? is my allotment. Da, 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 da. Something, something, something. Something in a marrow, a wheelbarrow. It's time to meet the veggies. Yeah. It's time to... Here's a veggie. <laughs> Hello, Alan Veggie. Hi, Ian. Hi, Kath. Hello. I'm going to keep quiet because I want to hear what a conversation between a caddick and a cath sounds like. So, mm. Hey, caddick. Yeah. Hey, Cam, did you have a good weekend? It was all right. Uh, what have you been up to the weekend? Baking. I did a lot of baking yesterday. I made something called a whoopie pie. Have you ever had a whoopie pie? Mm, I've had a, I've had a dicky burger. <laughs> I've never had You're a whoopie invis- pie. A whoopie pie is this. Two very thin sponges and a very yeah. sticky sort of meringue cross with a marshmallow um, filling. And you put little meringues in it as well, uh, little marshmallows in it as well. It's a mess. Well, sure. as, as, as I, who would have predicted that conversation between Caddick and Cath could be quite so dull? Oh! Yeah. Both lively... Oh, I've never even tried with a hip hip hip! Yeah, both lively, colourful personalities, and yet, when you put them together, boring. One cancels out the other. Exactly. Thank you, Edward. So we need a little dose of dull. So... Ian. Oh, I see what you've done there. So Catherine was just telling us, Caddick, why, um, the, gr- uh, well, first of all, she was telling us the theme tune to, um, Mr. V- Mr. Bloom's Garden. Yes. Where's me veggies? In my something area. What's it called? It's in my something. Composterium. My composterium. I can do a good voice. I can do it. In my composterium. My veggies, they all live. Where's me veggies? Hello, veggies. He's not real, though, is he? He, 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 um, looks like a cross between, between Scott and Paul Weller. Yes. Get this. There we go. I was watching a Midsummer Night's Dream done by the CBeebies personalities today. Mm. Wait. Oh. I was thinking, that fella looks co- familiar. Who it, could that be? It was me. It wasn't, no. Who was it? It was Mr Bloom with a haircut. Was it really? Mr Bloom with a haircut. Oh, where's me veggies? Oh, it's drifting in there. Sorry? What's drifting in there, Mr Tumble? Justin was in there, yes. He was a was, very large... He was bottom. Was Katie in there? No. Oh. She's probably up the door for that point. Oh, mate, listen. Well, right. She was. It's a natural thing. Yes, all right, it was. But um, there's no need to talk about... Um, why Why did you have to belittle her like that? I didn't. Katie is... Do you know Katie, Caddick? Katie Ashworth. You've got no business oh. knowing Katie. You've got no children. Yeah, you weirdo. She's... She, I'm, she's the, the lady that does... We, I can cook, yeah? Yeah. She's a dream to me, <laughs> such a dream to me. I make the kids watch I Can Cook now, even though they're too old for it. And even though the kids on it can't, um, can they? I, uh, my, it would be, make me so happy if Alex 
winters yeah. and Katie got married. Oh. That would make my dream... I think they're both married to other people. Yeah. But if they divorced their partners... That would make you happy. And they then married each other, yes, yeah. that would make me very, very but, happy. But well, they might not get along. They might oh, well, that would be irrelevant to the... That would be irrelevant. As long as they were married mm. and held prisoner oh. in a castle mm -hmm. where I was the king... Right. My youngest, is, is this from a TV show? Because I keep saying, is that from a TV show? Says, no, I made it up. It's too good for him to have made up. If he's, like, fighting, he'll look at me and go, you may be the boss, but I am the king. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it's from a TV show or a video game or something. You may be the boss, but I am the king. That's very clever for my youngest. Say what I learned when I was a kid. Yeah, go on. From the telly. And yeah. that I used a lot in arguments with my mum. Yeah. Pardon? What? Bet Lynch said something about <laughs> she used to say things and then and then someone would say hey and she said you heard oh I started doing that in arguments with my mum really you heard I hope you got slapped I now. did, <laughs> I did. Um, it, it, we're Very getting rude. can I just we, can I just stop for a second we are getting breaking news it's on Twitter if, I don't know if Ed can see, see if it's on any of the news screens um, this is uh, never I just um, I'm being told that Mr Bloom wears a wig. And being told that Mr. Bloom, when what? he's playing the part of Mr. B uh, um, Bloom, he's wearing a wig. Why would he do that? Yeah. So, if, I don't know if you can just check that, see if that's on Sky or BBC. Is there anything about him that's real? Because his accent's not Meet real. Meet the veggies! All the veggies! He's actually quite posh, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outrageous, actually. Outrageous. Well, we'll, 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 we'll get that closed down. That's not a problem at all. Um, Alan, uh, Catherine was just oh, about... Did you see a picture of Mr Bloom on Google? Yeah. It's a wig. And he looks different. He's got glasses on. I'm going to admit No, 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 no. On Manchester Evening News. Mr Bloom with glasses, images... Mm. That's... Oh, Flip! <gasps> Look at the state of that! Oh. He looks like the guitarist out of Top Loader. What happened to his teeth? No, I'm not having that. I am not... What is that? <laughs> I, what? I'm going to tweet that. Save image as... Are you going to tweet it under the... Um, the words... State of this? Yeah. All right, I will do it. Hang on. State. We'll start the show in a minute. State of this, <laughs> Mr. Bloom, oh natural. How do you spell that? Like natural with an e. Yeah. Yeah. Why want... not? Okay. Oh natural, faux bloom. Choose tweet. Well, we've just destroyed his career. Stay of that. We have just destroyed his career on Twitter. That is proper um, trolling. And it was all your idea, Cads. You just destroyed oh, a man's yeah. career. Mm -hmm. Shame on you, Caddick. Are you pleased I'll with yourself? I feel responsible. Yeah, you should be. Got rid of him. I'm not, I'm not having people. I'm not having sick, bitter, twisted people coming on here ruining children's entertainers' careers. That guy's just trying to. He's just make trying to make money. a few quid. Mm -hmm. And if, if if kids chuckle along the way, maybe even learn something, brilliant. And then Caddick comes on and destroys him. What the hell are you talking about? So Caddick, though. Coming up later in the show, I wouldn't mind going on holiday, and I was wondering if we could crowdsource it. Maybe if I did a Kickstarter. Honestly, I fancy going to, like, America or Australia or something, and if I do a GoFundMe, yeah. um, people can pay for my holiday. I, Don't what... call it a holiday, though. Um, a vacation. Mm. 
Um, I'll pretend I'm working. We'll do that later on in after midnight. We're going to crowdfund me a holiday, guys. I hope that's okay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with um, Ian Lee. Um, if anybody needs deprogramming after listening to Farage, bang on for an hour earlier on. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly do that. Now, Catherine, we were supposed to now mm. be speaking to the grumpy bookseller from Yorkshire, um, but w- he was booked. He was booked and he was really pleasant. Yes. And I had a good chat mm. with him and, and we had a laugh and he didn't charge me. Mr. Bloom, this was. Mr. Bloom. Meet the veggie. Of, That's how we got onto that. Bloomingdale's. Right. Here we go. That's how we got onto In Hawes. Bl- Sorry? Yeah. Bloomingdale's, yes. not Bloomingdale's. As in Bloom in, in Dales. Dales. Blooming Hawes. In Hawes. Remember, we had, um, we used to, when we used to do Three Counties Radio, we had a fellow that would phone about Blooming Hawes. That shopkeeper. Making a joke about sex workers. Oh, him, yeah. yeah okay. Fun times, guys. Fun times. It, he, yeah. Anyway, can, please, please tell, conclude this. He said he'd this. come on, and then. Um, um, my phone started buzzing at like ten past midnight on Saturday, Saturday. and normally that would be um, because you're out with the girls yeah. and they've lost you because you've either pulled a fella what? or you've scored in the toilets what? or you've collapsed in a drunken heap. Gosh, so the normally life I be, live in your imagination is way more exciting than my would actual life. Normally, be one of them phone up saying, "Where, are you, Kath, Where are you? Where are you? No, Quick, it's not. Do you want to go and get a kebab?" If anyone phones me at that time, it's usually my dad. Yes, having sat on his phone or something and then i'll get i don't know the sound of a train as he comes home from work anyway wasn't and it was it was an un uh an unknown number so yes. i thought oh no Uh-oh. this is going to be a con i'm not answering this yeah or it's going to be a pervert also i would never a pervert i would never answer a phone that rang at 10 minutes past 12 never well never unless it's a family member and then you know someone even then died. i just think oh, deal, deal with it tomorrow anyway so i didn't answer it um he left a message and said he didn't want to come on after all having think having thought about it oh what now what and you and the thing this is the thing it's now i thought fair enough no if i if you're gonna be like that i would have um tried to persuade him what ten past mid ten past midnight no the next day i would or the monday i would have got your message uh mr bloom um, just wondered if anything changed your mind because honestly, you'd get a fair crack of the whip. Ian, Ian is he was on. I don't know if you heard it the other day, but he was on your side. Um, I told him all that. He's not gonna. Uh, and you didn't. You just you just tweeted. You texted back to him angrily. No, never. All right then. No, never. Well, what did you do? I said hello. Got your message. Oh, it's a shame that you don't want to do it. After Unbelievable. All, but I understand. This is this is why the BBC was so eager Listen, to let you go. If somebody dumps me, yes, I pretend I'm not bothered. Okay, but. It's not your show. What kind of is? It, well, no, it can't. It actually, it actually isn't. Whose door is it above the name? Pardon? Who's? That would be an impossible to enter door. <laughs> Don't get smart with me, because you know it confuses me. <laughs> whose name is it? Above the door. Above the door. There isn't a of this show. Whose metaphoric? Whose literal name is metaphorically um, above the metaphorical door of this show? I'll give you a clue. Talk radio. In me. Oh. And it's my show. Okay. And now I've got a fill for half an hour. Well, we've got plenty of rude people who can just ring up. We don't need to go. No one's ringing up because they were all looking forward to the bookman. <laughs> They've all sat back with a box of popcorn and they're waiting for the bookman. Well, should we ring him? No. Or should we wait till ten past midnight. 
You can't just ring him. Well, he just rang me. Could you call him no. tomorrow? Mm. Oh, no. Don't make me go groveling to him. Call him tomorrow. Can we try again, Steve? Call him tomorrow and say, look. I didn't look, mean it. Steve, you were, you were sorely missed. Anyway, um, we've got some great guests this week. We've um, got, uh, well, we haven't got the bookman come in, which is, um, which is disappointing, but no. you can give him a call tomorrow. No. We've, I tell you, we've got, we've got Nesta Cooper coming on this week. Now, you don't know who she is, right? But she's in um, the Ace Netflix time travel series, Travellers, where I learnt that the, in America they spell the word Travellers with one L. Do they spell it with an O on the end of Traveller? No. Well, they should. Make the mind. Um, so she's coming on, hopefully. She's very exciting. She's brilliant. She, um, she travels through time and kicks ass. So I'm going to introduce her when she comes on. Our next guest travels through time and kicks ass. Um, it's Nesta Cooper. She'll go, well, that's, don't say that. That's what I said. It that now. sounds weird. So she's coming on. Uh, on Wednesday, Nathan Persad's coming wow, on. you say that. I got, oh. I got a message at like 20 past midnight. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Now, if anyone came to the last performance ring, um, you will have seen Nathan Persad. He was a very energetic young gentleman with a guitar, singer-songwriter. He's a beautiful mop-headed cherub. He sang about his um, uh, cousin... Um, the Indian Elvis impersonator, Patelvis, um, who I referenced on Sky News and was met with just, just, just blank, probably slightly racist now I think on it looks. Yeah. But Nathan's coming in on Wednesday and he's bringing guitar and pe- you, dear listener, will love him. Some of you will hate him, but those of you that hate him are idiots. You need to have a long talk yeah, with yourself. because I, I genuinely think he's proper genius. Actual genius i've n- i've seen him twice now um and i've uh, both times i was in hysterics at him and um he's come at him yeah he was great and then that's all the guests we have like oh i thought of someone i wanted you to approach oh um i thought of david essex i think i've tried him okay try him again all right when's noddy holder coming on okay right this is uh Anyway, the I got reason... a phone call at yes. half past midnight oh, from Noddy Holder. We get the joke, Catherine, and it's not funny. It's, <laughs> oh. it's a little bit poor. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Now, the reason we were playing that song 22 minutes ago at the start of the show, Busy Doing Nothing by the Beach Boys, from their wonderful album Friends, when they frazzled their minds and they completely withdrew and they recorded these albums, Friends, 2020 and Wild Honey, that are these gorgeous, lovely acoustic bits of fluff and they're joyous. Um, but that song has lyrics that, if you know the starting point they are directions to brian wilson's house stop it actual let me find it again let me get to the the, the bit Act, you've got thing is you've got to know where to start hang on a second hang on a second because they were so scrambled but now it's okay hang on a it's that voice oh sweet voice here we go here we go directions to his house coming up in a minute um so i want to compile a list of songs that contain here we go directions to his house take all the time you need it's a lovely night if you decide to come you're gonna do it right drive for a couple miles you see a sign and turn left for a couple blocks Next is mine, you'll turn left on a little road It's a bumpy one, you'll see a white fence Move the gate and drive through 
hiding and you'll find me in my house somewhere. Keep him busy while I wait. Directions to his house. Gosh, I think I know where he lives. So, what we need, I want to compile the ultimate list of songs that contain directions. Now, the only... Oh, 0344 four, And that doesn't count, like, Rock Down to Ele- Electric Avenue, right? Uh, the, well, OK, the only other one I can think of is Back, Back and Forth and Forth and Back, Back and Forth and Forth. You know that song? Yeah. Those You're are, never going to go anywhere, do but you? But those... Are you gonna, yeah, those are directions. Those, those... I would class those... Well, then, that's any of the instructional dancing songs, then, isn't it? Well, for example... Um, right foot, let's go. Do, 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 what's it called? Cha-cha slide. No, that's No, it's a move to the left. Two to the right. Yeah, all right. I'll take that as a direction then. All right. I'll take that. Oh. Um, and Again, you're not going to go very far doing it. In my experience, pretty much a stationary. Uh, there must be some Beatles songs. Uh, oh, as I say, Get Back, but that's... Uh, you know, the Beatles recorded a racist version of Get Back that featured the line, we don't want no Pakistanis. Really? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they did. What for? Well... I think they did it for a laugh. Wow, what happened to the peace and love, man? We don't want no Pakistanis. Bit rude. Was a Maybe little... they were being arch. It's they a being little arch? bit rude. I'll send you the link one day and you can have a listen to it. I think that uh, uh, the, the, the Beatles, um, A, um, thank you, Ed, yes, I've just thought of one, the Time Warp. Yeah. It's another instructional dance It's song. just a jump to the left. And a step to the right. Though, but those are directions. Yeah. Those are actually directions. Um, I think Beatles... <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Walk right in, sit right down. Baby, let your hair hang low. There we go, directions. Those are directions. Okay. We've got ourselves a direction song fest. But the Beatles revisionists tend to ignore that we don't want no Pakistanis. It's a song called Commonwealth. It, oh, no, actually, I think they're um, talking, they're speaking in the voice of... Who's the Rivers of Blood? Enoch Powell. Yeah, I think they're speaking in Enoch Powell's voice. Oh. Um, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like them. I'd play it, but it's a low-quality low, low bootleg recording, so um, I shan't. I have to imagine that at So, home. tonight's show, dear listener, if anyone could be bothered to call in, I mean, jeez, oh, we've only had one call so far, and that's Caddick, and he's not even a real person. Shh. Is it because you're here? Should that... we see? No, well, no, don't, don't, don't leave me! Don't leave me just yet! Because if no one calls in, then I've got to sit and fill. Do you think I'm an intimidating presence? Um, I think you're an annoying presence. Uh, And I think that you can annoy some people to the point of switcheroo. The old switching Offington. Gosh, you think... Time to turn the radio off. The northern woman is on. Click. You think people that listen to this show on the daily would have their irritation levels set down right to... Speaking, I'm going to ignore that because I know it was an insult about me, but I haven't got time to work out what it means. You're annoying. When are we... We've got a phone call, but it's only Philip in South Norwood. (laughs) You can do this on your own. Oh, speaking of looking to the camera, tomorrow's show, if all goes well according to plan, we will be the first radio show in the world to be broadcasting in 360 degrees. And what makes it even more exciting is I've learnt how to do the degree symbol on my Mac. 
So, tomorrow, uh, we're not doing Periscope tonight, but tomorrow, if all goes according to plan and we can work out the Chinese instructions, that's not even a joke, we will be broadcasting the sh- getting the Chinese 360 camera where all the settings are in Chinese. Thanks, Will Guyatt. Um, no, actually, thanks, Will Guyatt. Um, we will be broadcasting the show in 360. What that means is on your computer, you can do it with your mouse. But if you're watching us on Periscope on your phone, you move your phone around and you can look all around the studio. All around the studio. So when you get fed up of looking at him, you can look at me. And when you get fed up of looking at me, well, come on. It's not going to happen. Well, <laughs> um, uh, we should probably dress um, sexy. Not slutty. Wow. Sexy. Okay, what are you going to wear? Probably just going to wear check shirt and gold hot, hot pants like normal. <laughs> Is anyone watching Big Brother? I'm not really enjoying this celebrity Big Brother, but, but uh, you know, anything to stop me listening to another hour of James and Ash. So we turn it on. And there's a really annoying American gentleman. Austin? Austin, is that? I don't know who he is. He's a, he's a model. No, he's not. What is he? Uh... Anyway, he can't grow a beard properly. Um, and he was walking around in these tiny... And loads of people are calling in now. <laughs> He was walking around in these tiny pants, but there was like a holster. <laughs> I said it looked like Oliver Hardy's thumb when he's banged it with a hammer. There was a penis holster. It's like a long, sort of like, I can only say, like a thumb bandage. And there must have and been... And it was very, the direction was very uppy-downy, wasn't it? He must have, well, it, you know when male strippers, they put an elastic band at the base... Because it keeps what they do is they they they, they engorge, engorge it slightly, but not not completely. Yeah, that'd be little tug engorge it slightly. Then they put an elastic band around it, so the blood stays there, like a lamb's tail. Yeah, um, except they're not docking it. Um, and um, I think that must be what was because no one looks like that outside, do they? Unless, as I say, he'd hit it with a hammer. Let's, before we go to a break, let, no, let's, let's do a break and then we've got Ken, Philip, Bill and John. This will be fun. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Evening, Kenneth. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kenneth. It's nice to talk to you. It must be. <laughs> I've got a song for you which gives a direction to many, many people today. It is. You I'm going to take. I'm going to take a punt, Ken. Right. That it gives a direction to heaven, and it's about Jesus. No. Away you go. Yes, I'm in. Go, go, go. I'm on the highway to hell. Hey. You know that one? Yes, I do, Ken. It's brilliant. Sing more. Sing more, Ken. Sing it. Sing it. You know, when I used to preach the gospel... Hang on a second. I'm going to... Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I wouldn't say that highway to hell was a direction. Oh, it is for those who live that lifestyle, Ian. Rock and roll? Yes. Yeah. But highway to hell is... It's not giving... It's not giving directions to hell. It's a route to hell. But it's not saying... If, well, Catherine, would you say the Highway to Hell was a direction song? Um, <coughs> no, because then we'd have things like Penny Lane. It's just, it, it's an address. Yeah, it's, it's an address. It's We're an address not, we, we, it's, it's an address song, Ken, so we can't allow it, I'm afraid. Oh, no, no, but you see, a highway is, it's, there's a destination at the end of every highway. Not the M25. Well, you know what I mean, Ian, and uh, let me just give you a wee laugh here. 
when I used to, I used to preach, I used to preach the gospel in Portsmouth, and there was a guy who used to come. He was a busker. He was a fantastic singer. Yeah. He was a fantastic guitar player. Yes. And every time, (laughs) here we go. Every time time he saw me, he used to he used to sing. I'm on the highway to hell. (laughs) That's good. Classic bands. Buskin bands. Buskin bands. I don't like buskers, Ken. Pardon? Do you like buskers? Of course I do. They're, they're, they're men who are trying to make a living, some of them. Yeah, but, but I mean, if, if they were any good, they'd be um, on top of the pops or, or, do you know what I mean, or, or the chart show or something, wouldn't they? Well, listen, I was in Durham yesterday and there was a man singing in Durham. He was a busker and he was absolutely fantastic. He had a voice like Jim Reeves. He was absolutely... Oh. A, a student listened to him. And he had, a, he had a beautiful voice, Ian. It was, it was just like listening to a record. And he was singing lovely songs. He wasn't singing any, any rubbish. I, I do like great. it. I do, we, my boys like it when we see a busker, because they, they enjoy... And I remember I used to enjoy this. They would say, well, have you got any money I can go? And they enjoy running up and putting money in the guy's hat or guitar case and stuff like that. So I, I do enjoy that. I used to go busking, Ken, and it's a thankless, um, it's a thankless task. I would guess so. Yes, I would guess so. However, Ian, that that is a song to consider now. Uh, the, the, the person, what was what was the name of the group who sang that? ACDC. ACDC. Yes. No, I, I remember reading the history of most, uh, not most, but many, many rock stars. They ended up. Not all of them, but a great majority, they ended up alcoholic, drug Dr- addicts, drug addicts, dead, um, paedophiles, necrophiliacs. Be- yeah, be- uh, bestiality we're not men. Saying, we're not saying that ACDC are Oh, no, ACDC. No, 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 not them, but pretty much every other yeah, rock band. Yeah, hey, Ken, you're li- you, do you listen to the show? Some nights, Ian, some y- nights. You listening tonight? No, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm actually lying in my bed right now. I just saw it. There's an image. To listen to you. Listen, no, 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 Ken, I'm not finished. I'm, we're get, 11 o'clock. Try and listen at 11 o'clock, because we've got this bloke on called Simon Reynolds, who's written this uh-huh. book, and I think you'd enjoy it. It's called oh. Shock and Awe, Glam Rock and Its Legacy. Well, listen to this, Ian. <laughs> it's uh, all about uh, Mark Bolan, David right. Bowie, Brian Ferry. Ian? Here's a, just a thought for you. You are a precious soul to God. Yes. Jesus died for you, Ian, and he wants to help you. He wants to help us all. Okay. I'm just passing that on to you. Ken, it's been taken. It's received with love. And, uh, uh, but I will, I, I, but you have to listen at 11 o'clock to hear about um, David Bowie and Brian Ferry. Well, I can't promise that. Promise. You know, I'm aligning Promise. Right now, so promise. Listen. Promise. God bless. God promise. Bless you, sir, sir. Promise. Amen. Promise! Bye-bye. Promise! Ken? <laughs> yes, I'm here. Promise! I don't know what you're saying, actually. Promise! I don't know what you're saying. Promise! You're speaking too loud, Ian. Promise! <laughs> Should I translate? Anyway, listen. He's saying promise. Promise. No, promise. I can't promise. Okay, listen. I promise I'll listen to it at eleven. But if it's if it's uh, promoting sex and stuff, I will turn it off. No, it's I'm talking about rock and roll. We will not be promoting sex. That's at eleven thirty when we do. We are. Be, we actually. We got. I'm glad you've reminded me, Ken. Where's my live read? Hang on a second. We've got a new sponsor for the show, Ken. 
Is that right? Yes, is it that? is. We have an official sponsor for the show. We're on the up, baby. Tonight, uh, we are proud to say that the uh, Late Nights with Ian Lee is sponsored by sex. Well, there you And are. at 11.30 tonight, we will be promoting sex. So you are on the highway to hell. Oh, yes. Well, you know then, get off at Fasty and don't well, go there. We're, we're, we're promoting, the thing is, we're, it's, it's an official promoter, so I've got to say good things about them. We are promoted and proud partner. Late Nights with Ian Lee is a proud partner with sex. Ian, God can deliver from depression. Yes. God is a good God. He can deliver us from yes. double hearts. From what? He can give us peace in our hearts. Bubble hearts. This is not nonsense. This is not nonsense, Ian. Well, it, um, it, it, it kind of is. It goes against a lot of medical um, uh, practitioners' advice. But uh, will you be listening at 11.30, Ken, when we're uh, sponsored by sex? I don't think so, Ian. No, but you promise, promise. To listen, you promise to listen at 11? I'll listen to 11, then uh, I'll be going to sleep. Nope. God willing. But listen, you, God bless you, Ian. God bless you, Ken. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There we go, you see. He promised. <clears throat> Lost my voice there. Oh, speaking of buskers... Yes. One person who's excellent and started out as a busker is Ed Sheeran. And if you oh. like Ed Sheeran, here's a little treat for you. You can listen to another radio station yes, tomorrow. Yes, called Virgin. Kennel like that. Virgin um, Radio, after nine o'clock, the Ed Sheeran, talking to Edith Bowman. Uh, Don't miss it, it'll be good. There we go. Clip sent to Laurie. Why, um, and it's, it's great that, it's great that we're promoting another radio station. If you don't like Ed Sheeran, Paul Ross is excellent. Mm. Mm. Let's try, mm. let's try, um, Bill, good evening, Bill. How's it going, son, you all right? Oh, I'm all right, geezer, wagwan, Bill, wagwan. Oh, what's good, mate? What's good? What? I said, what's good, mate? What's good? What's good? What, do you want to ca- play a game of brilliant tennis with me and Kath? Yes. We take it in turns mm. to say something that's brilliant. Mm-mm. All right, all right. I'll go first, and we always start off, as per the rules, with the Beach Boys. Catherine. Oh, pink meat. <laughs> Fudge cake. Um, David Thewlis. Anna Friel. Johnny Rotten. Um, the electric guitar. Meryl Streep. Spandau Ballet. Um, oh, soundproof glass. Is it me? Mm. Ryan Gosling. Waterproof acrylic. <coughs> Musicals. Shakespeare. Horrorcore. Sorry? Horrorcore. Not not the rude word. What's horrorcore? Oh, I was just I was looking up uh, Wikipedia and um some geezer he, he it's like a type of music. Yeah. It's like hip hop, it's American, it's rubbish. Well hang on a minute. If it's rubbish, why are you playing it as a hand in brilliant tennis? Because I was looking at it last night about serial yeah, killer. But it, oh. So is it brilliant or not? Mm, yeah, for the sake of the game. <sighs> oh no, that sounds like a foul ball. I tell you what's brilliant when Me? Bill when Bill sings what he's been up to at the weekend. Yeah. Oh, 
it's not been it's not been bright. Oh, sure, I'm sure you know a song about it. Mm, let me think. Let me think. I do. I do. I do. I do. Of course you do. You're Bill. All right. All right. All right. Let me. Let's, here we go. Okay, I'm absolutely fed up. I'm glad that manky Christmas period's over. And now I'm back to the normal routine of everything rude and obscene. The woman I like, she thinks I'm a mug, so I'm gonna go and have a jug of milk just to cheer up. But I can. My job's rubbish. I should call myself Stan. But I'm from Afghanistan, crick, crick, cricker, cricker, cash, cash, you, becker, becker, Afghanistan, Pakistan. Ooh, you're Stan. I'm Stan. You're Stan. Who's Stan? Have you, have you told someone that you fancy her and she told you you're a mug? No, no, I was, I was denying it for about six months and she kind of copped on. So she don't believe me even though I'm saying, no, I don't fancy her. So, hang on, you do fancy her, but yeah. you're saying that he doesn't. you don't fancy her because she thinks you're a mug? Nah, it's what? just, it's issues. Oh. So I was trying to be nice and not say nothing. Performance then... issues? No, 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 not with me, not with me, of no. course not, no, mate, I'm no. the prize star of the farm, ain't I? <laughs> okay, wow. Is she going out with your mate or something? <laughs> Nah, nah, nothing like that. I don't get involved in all that chestnut, my lovely. Hello, Treacle. You didn't answer the phone, actually. No, I'm sitting here. Oh, that's all right. At least I get to talk to you, don't I, anyway? Don't start that business with me. I know you fancy someone else. Unless it's Catherine that you're hot for. (laughs) Nah, she's married, isn't she? She's got a couple of little ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruined. Which ain't... It wouldn't rule you out, but... (laughs) Yes, it would. Nah, well, you're married, isn't it? So I can't, I can't do that, my love. I'll have to want on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Bill, did, was there? What, what did you call in for? How are you? I'm fine. You doing good, son? I'm all right. Oh, great, great. No, I, like, I look out for you, mate. I do, <laughs> I do. You're listen, mate. You, I'm so glad you've come back on late night, mate. I don't know. What I was doing for about eight years. Well. We're here to serve you. We are your servants, Bill. Never, a wise, well, no, not wise, an, uh, 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 a narcissistic idiot once told me, Ian, you are here to serve the listeners. And it, boy, oh boy, he was right. Who told you that? Um, no names, no pack drill. Can, can I ask you a question? Of course you can, Bill. I won't say no names because I know the game. Um, do you listen between four and seven? And what do you think of the fella? Uh, well, on this station? Nah, Mr. Spike. Well, he always says it. Yeah? Oh, no, um, no, I'm, I'm asleep then. Yeah, sometimes I wake up and, t- to be honest, he's the most interesting thing at that time to really, but he, he, he used to be better. Uh, yeah, he's not, he's not, he hates me, he's blocked me on Twitter, so he must Why hate, he must hate me! Why? I don't have any problems with Valen, he's, he's, he's a good bit of fun. Ah, let's forget about him, mate, yeah. it's all about you. you it's all about the Benjamins, Bill. It's all about the Benjamins, the money, the yeah. Ruby Murray. Alright then, the I'm gonna cut you off money. now! Top man, thank you. You're very welcome. Phil? 
Philip, John, stay there. Come to you in a bit. 0344 499 Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I don't like Andy J. The split a little trailer there for the... Why? Too revved up. Too good looking. Mm. He, I mean... It's very rarely I say this about a man, but he's beautiful. Have you seen his eyes? He's got oh. lovely blonde hair and his eye, piercing blue eyes. And there's no... Just don't talk for a minute. Steady on. Oh, yeah. There's no need for that. There's no need for rugged, good-looking men. Stick to the TV, fella. Not the radio. It's not where you're meant to be. Stick to the TV, a bit of male modelling, whatever. But don't come round here. He's got a really nice car as well. He has got a very nice car, but he probably gets it free because he talks about cars. Doesn't matter. Dale, I've got a nice car. What's wrong with my car? Keep smashing it up. Well, that's the driver's fault. That's not the car's fault. The Volkswagen Polo is 1.2 is an excellent vehicle. It's got DAB radio. (coughs) But Andy J hasn't got a DAB radio. I I bet he's got a tape deck. Philip. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, I've Philip. I've got a direction song for you. Here we right? go. Direct. We said, Philip. We said direction song. Direction. Well, yeah, direction oh, song. Yeah. Direction. And it's by a singer <laughs> who was born on the same day in the same year as me. So someone really old and probably dead. Yeah, well, it's funny. I've been. I had a look on his website while I was waiting, and I'll tell you the thing. And you can go on there in a minute if you want to. Yes. The song is called. It's the third house in on the right. Here we go. The, the, F- Philip's got it. Philip's it's, got it. It's the third house in on the right. Who is it by? Do you know it's by? Um. He's a, he's a singer from around the, the time of Frankie Avalon and that lot. I don't know. I don't really know that. Uh, um, Bobby well, Darren? Well, you're, Bobby's the first name. Oh, Bobby, Bobby Dylan? Bobby Ball? Bobby... McFerrin. Bobby McFerrin. The wild one was, was one of his records for Larry. Bobby Rydell. Oh, Rydell f- yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he was in the Greece. He was he, he was the guy in Greece, wasn't he? Well, no, he, I don't think he was in Greece, but because they, they used Rydell High. No, but who, 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 well, who's the teen idol in Greece oh, then? That, that was um, Frankie Ab- um, was Avalon. Frankie Avalon Frankie and Avalon. Um, Ed, Bur- Ed Cookie Burns from 77 Sunset Strip. Okay. He was, he was the... Uh, the MC, the one right. who did the songs. Yeah, and I, I went online, he sold 25 million records, Bob. He's still, still alive. Truth. And I've got another one. I think whether this is, um, it's 88K yeah. to Alice yes. in a broken truck. What does that mean? Hang on. It's, well, it's, it's Philip's had a breakdown. What's he no, no, about? no, 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 no. It's, a cunt, it, it's an Australian it's a country. It's so a finish un- the word. Sorry? Finish the word, because that's twice you've hesitated after the first syllable. Oh, it's it's 88K to Alice by Greg Champion. It's an Australian what? It's an Australian country Thank music you. song. Twice he, st- he stumbled oh, after sorry. the first syllable. Well, it is late at night, isn't it? I yeah, mean, I know, but still. Yes, I, I do apologise. Um, it's 88K to Alice. You keep saying that! Well, you know, it's a, the track's broken down. <laughs> but, but where are the directions in it? Well, they're telling you yes. that it's 88K to Alice in a broken Oh, track. so K means kilometres? K, yeah, K means kilometres, That's yeah. not directions, that's a distance. Mm. Oh, I do apologise. That is a distance song. That I mean, should be in the address bracket, shouldn't it, really? Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, one out of two, that's not bad, is it's it? It's 50%, Philip. It's, it's better than my batting average these yeah. days. <laughs> that's all I phoned up for. I, went, I, heard, I thought, oh, yes, it's uh, the third house in on the right. Yeah. And uh, he, 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 was, he, he did some good records, you know, old, old Bobby. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, Wild One. That was, uh, uh, every time I think of the Wild One, I think of, um, I'm Oliver Reese. Wild One. Oliver Reese. Marlon Brando, because no. he was the Wild One, wasn't he, on his motorbike? Well, yeah, in the butter um, section. Have you seen, that, seen any good TV programmes recently? Um, I don't really, wa- I'm not really watching TV, Philip, it's boring. The best thing I've watched recently was on Netflix called Travellers. Oh, a, yeah, you a mentioned that. Thing. It was really good, actually, I really enjoyed what, it. Have you heard, seen this new one, this, well, I don't know if it's a new one, it's going to be on this week with Steven Spielberg, called The Whispers. Oh, I don't know anything about it. It's this. a 13 part yeah. It oh, looked, that's uh, too long. It's too long it, and it'll disappoint. It's a limited series, so maybe it'll have a start, a middle, and a finish. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I've just given up on TV, Philip. It's all. Yeah. The only thing I'm watching at the moment is this really rude, sweary cartoon called Archer. Because I, I remember watching the first two oh, series yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. And, I, and now there's seven series, and I'm just doing them back to back. And it is absolutely Filthy what and about the hilarious. Park boys? Are they still around? The who? The Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, the Trailer Park Boys. We interviewed them when I was at the BBC, and it was, oh, it, yeah. was it was so filthy we couldn't play it out. <laughs> oh yeah, because I know I remember when you when you yeah. were at another place. You were sort of uh, yeah, I like them. How's how's life treating you, Philip? How are you doing? Have TV and radio to one side. How is life treating well, you? Very well, indeed, we're um, on this particular thing, as you know. I. Uh, do another radio yeah. program, another radio station, which I won't mention. No. And we're coming up for about six years doing it. Well, flipping it. There you go. Yes, you it see. is. You, you know, know I mean, how are your dogs? The what? How are your dogs? I've only got one dog. Oh, you got one dog? One dog. Uh, uh, I'll bring her in again, maybe one night next What's week. her name? Lara. Lara. And she's a pain in the backside. I'm what getting a, is she in? She's a Westie. Westie, right. And okay. getting her, I'm going to be honest, was the biggest mistake... Oh. We've made as a family. Oh no, yeah. they're lovely dogs. No, pain in the backside. Oh. It's, it's like having an eighteen-month-old, but baby oh. crawling around all the time. Oh. oh well. Anyway, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a mention Thursday on the program. Oh yes, please do, Philip. We could use all the uh, promotion. <laughs> yeah, even if it is on BBC London. Thank you, Philip. I um. I've got something seriously wrong with my thumb, and I've been very brave about it. But I've had this for about six months. If I put and I, don't push it, all right. If I push the bone there, oh, it's enough hurt. Oh. But it's like, and it's constantly, my thumb is constantly aching. Mm-hmm. Oh! Oh. But it's like, it's like someone's cut a bit of the bone away. Yeah. Not interested in that? How's that hypochondria coming along? <laughs> I think, someone told me it might be fatal. John! Hello, how are you today? That's not a very good voice to do. Hello, everybody, pips! It's a Stavros! <laughs> All right, let's. All right, yeah. let's. All right, hang on a minute, John. You what? You've brought this up. Let's do it. And Catherine, do you, do you, want, do you want to play a hand of Harry Enfield characters? Okay. Right, uh, John, you go first. Hello, everybody. How are you? It's a nice day. I've got loads of money. I am smoking a fag. That's that's not him. No. That was her, Cathy yeah, Burke. So well, sorry, mate. I don't know if you heard the game. It's Harry, Harry Enfield characters. characters. Yeah. Well, he not... probably devised sorry, it. Sorry, Catherine, you're out. Oh. You can't have... That's not Harry Enfield. That's Cathy Burke. He might have said it. John, your turn. Let me do it's just one. me and you, John. Oh. No, it's a lovely bloke, actually. It's really nice. It's really, really... A lovely bloke, yeah. Nice, but Only me! <laughs> Go on, Cathy. You can come back in. you got one more chance. That was a yellow card. Okay. Um... I actually can't think of any more. Right, you're, uh, you're out. Okay, John. I don't care. Okay, John, this is getting serious now. It's just me and you. Don't play anymore. Hello, I'm a funny comedy character. Oh, yeah. D- um, is that Charles Charlie Charles or something? 
Yeah, that, yeah, that was it. That would do. Um... Charlie Charles. <laughs> oh, um, oh, I hate you! I like that one. Thank you. A bit of snot came out there. Go on, John, your turn. Um... Hello, my name is Harry Enfield. You're just making them up now, aren't you? I am just making them up, yeah. Right. Well, you could have gone, not off! Oh, yeah. Not off. That sounds like that's Alan Freeman. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I won. Uh, John, what have you called in for, loser? Well. Hey. You know, um, you're looking for these funny direction songs. I didn't say funny. You're looking for these direction songs. Hmm, hmm. Mm. Well, well, I mean. R.E.M.'s Stand is a sort of directions song. Yes. Do you know that one? Yes. Stand in, in the, the place where you work now, face. And think about direction, wonder why you... It's not, though. It's weird, that. It's not. It's sort of... Well, it's, it's a strange one. Well, it's a great song. It's a brilliant song. I once con- uh, convinced Samantha Butler at school that it was my band that had recorded that, and she totally believed it. Um, uh, a couple of years later, her boyfriend, Rod, um, decked me. Um, did he get? Did he get it? An unrelated. He must have been a bit slow. Exactly. Yes. Um, a bit slow on the uptake. So you, that that doesn't count, I'm afraid. So you've got one minute and fifty three seconds to come up with uh, a good one. Well, do you know the way to San Jose? No, that's a question. I was just wondering. I'm going there later in the year. <laughs> oh, John, <laughs> you are a one. No, you laughed at that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was yeah. But that's because I just I remember know, something I mean, funny uh, as a kid. That, that's a sort of... Well, no, it's not, it's do you know the way to San... That's like saying I was only 24 hours from Tulsa is a direction song. It's not, it's a distance song. Well, you know, who's making up the rules here? I am! It's my stupid oh, yeah. game! <laughs> okay. It's got to be directions! That song's a bit weird, because it just tells you that she's, she wants to go to San Jose, and there's a lot of space there, you can breathe there, and she's got a load of mates there. She's boastful. I, uh... L.A. is a great big freeway. All right. Great a hundred freeway. Here, here we go, here we go. Here's, here's one. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Blue Viewer sent this in. Walk right back to me this minute. Okay. That's a well, direction. Now go, walk out the door. Thank you. Even Kath's got it, John, and her grasp on my games is very, very tenuous at the best of time. Not changing the rules. Yeah, I guess I'm not very good at this, am I? You're not, John. You've embarrassed yourself, mate. I know. I've I've made myself look a fool again. It just typed on the screen knock three times. That's a noise song. That's a noise. a noise communication song. That's a code song. We'll do code it's songs. It's actually a very early booty call song. Yeah, exactly. Knock three times on the ceiling if, if you, you want, want to have me. sex with me. No. Knock, th- knock three times uh, on the door above the name. Is that right? Right. Now he's John's <laughs> lost and he's in, right. Get out. 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 He pwned you there, mate. Destroyed you. He did. D- d- button it. In fact, I want you to leave the studio Good. for the next half an hour. Thank you. Talk radio. Hey, we've got brilliant author Simon Reynolds coming up next. He's written a, a book called Shock and Awe, Glam Rock and Its Legacy. Stay tuned. This is Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Watching from upside down Cause many years from now There will be new sensations And new temptations How does it feel? How does it feel? Right at the start How does it feel when you are thrown apart? Cause many years from now there will be new emotions and new frustrations. How does it feel? Oh, oh. Do you know, no, no? Listen to the bass, listen to the bass. And then the brass comes in. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, I've been Slade, of course, and I've been reminded how brilliant Slade are. I read, I've been reading, I've got this fantastic book from my sister for Christmas. I had my eye on this last year, but I had a big backlog of books. There was a lot of good books came out about music last year, and I had a big backlog. Uh, and then by some uh, serendipity, my sister bought me this book, and I was absolutely thrilled. And I'm, I'm still pouring through it. It's, it's a, a long old read. It's about 670 pages. It's beautiful, though. Shock and awe. Glam Rock and Its Legacy by Simon Red- Reynolds. And I'm pleased to say that Simon is on the line from the United States of America. Hello, Simon. Hi there. First of all, this congratulations, man. This is an absolutely brilliant book. Well, how, how long did it take you to do? 
Uh, it took me about three years. Uh, yeah, thank you uh, very much for. Uh, oh, I love it. it. I love it, and I'm I'm sl- it's, it, I'll be honest. It's a slog because there's a lot in there, <laughs> but and I'm enjo- but I'm enjoying the slog. A, a couple of things, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Slade in a minute. But how would you define glam? Because you've got a couple of acts in here that I was surprised to see. So what what's the definition of glam? Um, I kind of uh, allowed it to be a fairly elastic term that I could sort of rope a few things in that I just fancied writing about, like the Sensational Alex Harvey Band yeah. and, and some oddball groups. But I, I think, you know, the defining thing really is is the image uh, and this sort of, um, you know, it's glammy, but it's sort of, it's not conventionally glamorous in a way that Diana Ross or yeah. you know, another artist at that time was. It's like kind of take, making fun of, gla- of glamour in a way. It's, you know, if you think of the way that, the New York Dolls looked, or or early Roxy music. It's kind of absurdist, you know. It's like a cartoon of glamour and they're mishmashing elements from early rock and roll with uh, Hollywood sort of stuff like furs and feathers and things. So um, it's sort of uh, a kind of um, a kind of parody of glamour as much as it's a celebration of it. Uh, you know, the platform boots are pretty it, daft. It seems. Things, it seems to be that the, the that kind of early seventies was sort of. Oh, is that? Are you there? Oh, Simon. We've lost Simon. I don't know what happened there. Simon, Catherine, get Simon back. The line to. They don't want us to talk about this, guys. They don't want us to talk about this. The the uh, mainstream media. Oh no, hang on. We're the mainstream media. That's what we're talking about. By the way, we will talk about Slade because Slade, I think, is one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, and they are treated shamefully in the. Uh, the I think we got Simon back. Simon, I think we got you back. I've got no idea what happened there. Um, I think it's my ear against oh, the receiver. But, don't, Sorry, but please I'll, I'll don't hold it away now. Come on, I know you're in America, but don't put your ear anywhere near the telephone. Um, <laughs> it, it seems to be that that early seventies that 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 it was kind of the first sort of the time that pop and rock music was looking back there was a real sense of of retro a lot of acts were looking back to the 50s weren't they yeah i, mean, I think there's you know i said it was uh, glam was defined by the image but there's also a sonic thing which is this sort of um after the heavy you know um 60s uh jamming and long solos yeah. and very long tracks and the loss of a sense you know it's more album oriented rather than singles oriented there is this sort of reversion back to much more simpler tighter structures 50s rock and roll structures and you know with the suite they had a thing about the early who you know it's sort of early 60s and 50s rock and roll that they're going back to but with this sort of super production this 70s super production with huge drum sounds and uh, you know, great sort of thick guitar sound. And most well. of the acts, apart from Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel, because uh, I've just read that bit, God, he was miserable, <laughs> th- most of them seem to have a real delicious sense of humour about, they get the joke about what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's the main attraction of appeared for me. I mean, there were some, some great sort of weird experimental records that Roxy Music did, and and Cotty Rebel did some strange stuff, but it's the fun and the release of it that, that I found um, really exciting. Particularly the sort of the stompy, kids-oriented stuff that yeah. doesn't have so much respect from historians. The Sweet, Slade, uh, Susie Quattro. I was sort of blown away by how, how much fun this music was. And, um, you know, I remember it as a small child. You know, yeah. I remember it entirely from TV, really. And uh, it was a really exciting time when you, you know, you see these groups on top of the pops, and they would always have a kind of um, the glam, which they'd always put these sort of trippy effects on them, these sort mm. of like 
Mark Bolan was suddenly turned into this sort of plastic, uh, trippy sort of shape yeah. on the screen. Um, and uh, so I, I remember it as being a, a really fun period to be a kid, uh, just, you know, blown away by this very sort of accessible yet quite strange music there are two things in this book that that really got me excited the first one being that for the first time that i can remember um someone's written about slade as a serious rock band and i've always thought (laughs) that if slade hadn't had that christmas song and dave hill didn't wear those ridiculous clothes they would be treated with the same respect as led zeppelin because they were a brilliant rock band churning out these three and a half four minute i think rock classics yeah, I think it, they have, because of that Christmas song, they have sort of become a kind of very easy reference um, as a sort of pure nostalgia thing of, yeah. you know, 70 you know, this in a way. Uh, and, you know, and the image was deliberately over the top, particularly Dave Hill, who uh, I was, um, was interested to discover he wanted to start his own line of fashion boutiques. He was actually <laughs> very interested in clothes, and he had, like, an idea for a revolutionary design of a boot. And <laughs> all these kind of things. So they were an interesting bunch of people. They're, they're, yeah. Uh, one of the two main songwriters uh, was Noddy Holder and then Jim Lee, the bassist. Jim Lee had been in like a jazz orchestra as a kid. And, yeah. you know, he was like, actually could have, you know, they could have been a prog band if they'd gone that way. But they decided that uh, simple was better, you know. Uh, and they, they decided to, you know, just be pure pop. And uh, did that sort of, you know, it was about 10 or 12 Huge hits. I think I had six number ones, wow. which was better than anyone at that time. Yeah. Better than Bowie, better, better than Mark Bowen. So there, I think they, they are underrated as a band. And uh, they seem to also have been like decent decent guys who came out of it with uh, you know, quite a lot of integrity. Yeah. And also, I'm a, bi- I'm a big fan of bands in films. My favourite film is Head, starring the Monkeys, of course. But Slade in Flame is just, you know, it's, it's, um, it's like A Hard Day's Night meets Kez. It's this bleak... You know, I'm always recommending that film to people because it's so bleak. Yeah, I think that's where they kind of scuppered their... They had this image of this jolly, knees-up, fun band, and then they they wanted to do a serious film. And the film it actually reminds me of most is is actually Get Carter because it's got these... It's all shot on location. It has that sort of northern bleakness, uh, and it's quite a sort of depressing review of the music industry. They, everyone they meet is like a gangster who's trying to rip them off, all the promoters, the people in the record companies, uh, which is, I think, actually not particularly what Slade's own experience was. I think they had a, a good manager, and, uh, they, you know, they, they weren't... Uh, I think early in their career, when they were, like, grafting as a sort of working band in the late 60s, they probably were ripped off a few times. But it's strange that they would want to produce such a heavy, grim film. <laughs> and I think it did kind of knock their career... Um, off course a bit when they but again that. it's the same with 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 the monkeys film head which which was basically their suicide note you know 20 30 40 years later they're both both those movies are regarded as cult classics but at the time it's not what the kids yeah. wanted to see and flame it kind of really, ruined it flame is a really good film now i mean i yeah. think it, you know the band actually act acts rather yeah. rather well i think they equip themselves quite well as actors and it's well filmed and it's you know it's definitely like a wonderful snapshot of 70s just the look of the film uh, the other thing that i really enjoyed about this book and there's loads of things so these these are you know kind of two minor things but they really jumped out on me is i i wondered how you were going to deal with the thorny issue of gary glitter and um you dealt with him brilliantly because it, it 
I was a big Glitter fan, and of course, when all of the, st- you know, his depraved acts came out, I was, you know, it, it was was devastated and was was disgusted. And I, me and Catherine, my producer, we've just recently made a little documentary about Gary Glitter fans, because there are still loads mm. of fans lurking around on the internet, and they're really interesting people. Um, and I think it's wrong that he's airbrushed out of history. And you've not. You, you, you've, you've placed him in history. You've also placed him in connection with his, you know, horrendous crimes and not in any way lessened the impact of what he did. Um, but I think his is an interesting story and in the, the, the partnership with Mike Leander. And it's, I, I'm, I'm really pleased that you've got it in there. Yeah, I, I knew it. I'm a, I was never any question I would leave him out. Around the time I, I started working the book, there was a box set of Glam, rather a good one that came out. Um, but they, they left Gary Glitter's records off, and I thought, you can't do that. No. You can't pretend you didn't exist. And so that was one of the more challenging things to do, is how, to, you know, I was writing this chapter, really enjoying getting into the story, because he, you know, he, he was struggling to be a star since before, you know, he made his records, first records came out before the Beatles. Right. You know, he was... He was. He had many, many sort of phases of trying to become a star and, and toiling in, playing in Germany and all these sort of rough clubs where he had to take speed and uh, and and play, you know, seven sets in a single night. All this kind of grind of a working musician. And then he and Leander finally hit on this amazing sound, the, the rock and roll part two um, sound. This sort of stompy, primitive, uh, kind of almost futuristic. Yeah. Uh, reinterpretation of 50s rock and roll and um, and then it all explodes he invents this bizarre image that's sort of half Little Richard and half Liberace and uh, you know, it's such a fantastic story but as I was writing I knew I'm going to have to deal with, with, with these awful things he did and um, I suppose the way I make a I sort of compartmentalise it and think that well during the records no one was actually harmed mm. so perhaps you can still enjoy the records it doesn't quite work because no. there's still this sort of miasma of of sort of a horribleness that kind of yeah. clings to the name. But they, but, you know... They are good songs. I mean, I think I Love You, Love Me, Love is... I know it's cheesy, but... I mean, what a, <laughs> chor- what a chorus. That's the one where I, I do uh, draw the line to that one. <laughs> but I love all the hard, crunching... The ones with the amazing drum beats and the yeah. sick, you know, sick uh, guitar sounds and, uh, and, the, and the sort of caveman chants, you know. I think, I think it's a very original sound, you know. There's, you know, no, no one else... Uh, came up with a sound as as stark and and sort of brutal as as that at that time. Um, was there anything you discovered that surprised you? Were there, were there any kind of bad as you were following the rock family history trees and stuff? Were there any connections or anything that you you discovered? You went, oh, I never knew that. Um, there were loads of them, um, and it's a kind of question where your mind goes blank. One of the most interesting things that I found out about. Um, was in connection with Alice Cooper. I was you know, a big fan of Alice Cooper. Yeah. And around the time that School's Out came out um, and got to number one in the UK, uh, he was bigger in the UK than he was in America for a, a moment. Um, there was a movement of school kids who were going on strike and having demonstrations. And they just, for some quirk, they coincided. Uh, and legend has it that some of these kids went on a march that ended up in Trafalgar Square or uh, Hyde Park Corner, and then some of them went to the BBC studio and actually uh, were in the audience uh, during a performance of Schools Out, you know, raising the power fist yeah. for kids' lib. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, that may be apocryphal, but it was too good a story to <laughs> leave out. And in the spirit of glam, which is all about making make-believe, I kind of, sometimes certain stories are just so great that I just had to sort of include them. Uh, you know, because it's all rock and roll is all about myth and legend. Yeah, I think that's. The, I think you're on. If you honour that, 
um, then you're kind of in touch with the spirit of And it's funny, isn't it? Because Alice Cooper was, was, you mentioned him, was seen as, as shocking and, um, you know, was going to ruin our ch- the children's minds and stuff. And you look back at it now and it's wonderful, cheesy, hammed-up pantomime, isn't it? With the whole decapitation and, and stuff like that. But at the time, yeah. these acts, some of these acts, were seen as real threats to the moral fibre of society. Well, that's why I, I could, you know, one of the reasons I call it shock and awe was um, this idea of, of shock rock and the, the sort of nostalgia, I suppose, the time when rock music could actually be genuinely shocking and, and uh, it offended loads of people. Uh, and Alice Cooper, particularly in, in the States, was, um, was regarded as really kind of decadent and corrupt in the minds of youth. But also in the UK, there was an MP called Leo Absey, a Labour MP from Wales, who started a campaign to get Alice Cooper banned from the country. Um, And uh, I think he teamed up with Mary Whitehouse, uh, and they were very much like, uh, this is awful stuff, the BBC shouldn't play it, you shouldn't be allowed to... And that's what every struggling rock star wants, isn't it? Is someone like that to make a big campaign saying, ban this sick filth. Yeah. And the the thing was, probably the nicest guy in in, in rock and roll in a lot of ways is Alice Cooper. He's like a real easygoing... Uh, uh, the real Alice Cooper, but the persona was yeah. of this monster, and he deliberately invented this villain, this this, this sort of depraved individual, as as a sort of uh, as a sales tool, really, as a as a, uh, a form of hyping himself and getting attention, and it really worked. You know, the um, kids rallied to it; they, they loved oh, the yeah. idea of. But he was kind of like I remember the um, Ferrari. It didn't last very long, actually, but around um, Marilyn Manson, that was that was um, was another one of those acts that is depraved and it's sick, and everyone could see, you know, with a sense that it was just a bit of pantomime. It's it's theatre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he was uh, Marilyn Manson. It was very much like the nineties update of mm. Alice Cooper, and and had a similar kind of impact, particularly in the sort of Midwest of America. Uh, you know, a way of rebelling against. Uh, a sort of godly environment that you grew up in, I think, uh, that you pick the most satanic figure uh, you can find. And But, you know, um, probably a, as a real person, Marilyn Manson is, is a, a lovely fellow. Uh, I'm sure he is. Da- now, listen, David Bowie was... I, mean, it's, I think it's a, year to the, it's a year to the day that David Bowie died, I think I read online, which, is, which seems um, uh, in- incredible. I was never a massive david bowie fan yeah there was a few songs that i kind of like but i never really got it but i did admire the way that with every album or every other album he would certainly for the 70s and a bit of the 80s he was a different person he was that that ability to kind of reinvent himself and again we talked about gary glitter toiling away for years before he had a hit that was the same with bowie wasn't it he was you know davy jones was was trying to sell records for for about a decade before he hit it big yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a syndrome with the glam stars, as they were actually quite a bit. Often they were in their early to mid twenties, which in those days was quite old uh, for a pop star. They had been toiling in the sixties. Bolan had been toiling, trying various things, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and Bowie, uh, as you say, tried about five or six different things. He, he fronted a whole bunch of bands. He was like a, a sort of mime artist at one point. He was a folky singer songwriter. Uh, he tried to be a heavy progressive band, you know, band with the man who, um, man who sold the world. He tried all these things and um, eventually he clicked. But he, the same method of trying different things when it they did early on that didn't work suddenly became his mechanism for 
keeping going in the 70s and all surprising people. And then, but then it became a burden, I think, in yeah. the 80s. He was like, what do I do now? You know, uh, He formed the Tin Machine, and that oh, didn't God. work out so well. So uh, it's, uh, it's the thing, like, it was a period, like, about 10 years when he was just, like, uh, running things, wasn't he? He was, like, it was the greatest yeah. run of singles um, since the Beatles, probably. I, I do have beef with you one thing that's, that's in the book, or not in the book, if I'm going to be honest, Simon. How come Jabriath, yeah. who I find is, is a hilarious kind of footnote in, in Pop and Rock, who was the, kind of the American David Bowie, who released an album, how come he yeah. gets, like, three or four pages and Kiss gets one paragraph? Oh, right. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me, tell me off for not having enough on John No! I, I wanted, I wanted, yeah. there's a paragraph on Kiss. They're not even in the index. What's that about? Um, I don't know. I just, I never, for some reason, I never really felt like they were glam. I always thought it was a metal group. I don't know why. But um, I can see that, you know, I can see there's a connection. They, they started out as very much on the same scene as the New York Dolls. Because and they were heavily influenced by Slade as well. That's where they got a lot of the, the theatre oh. from, from. They saw Slade at a gig in New York and they went, we want to do that. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Well, um, yeah, it's partly just uh, the author's prerogative to <laughs> uh, avoid writing about a group they, they don't, don't really don't, like don't that much. Like. But it, I, I always thought it was a metal group. I don't know. Honestly, man, if, if you listen, I mean, if you don't like them, you don't. I, I, I got into uh, to Kiss, ironically, and then I kind of grew to love them, um, even though I think, you know, Gene Simmons is a horrendous person. But their, fir- their, their first few <laughs> albums and Destroy It, they just pop. It's just kind of like hard rock right. pop, really, there's, there's opposed to, um, as opposed to metal. Uh, another band that, that fascinates me is The Sweet. Because I didn't yeah. know that The Sweet were kind of as... Uh, manufactured is perhaps too strong a word, because maybe I think they were a band when they got together. But uh, the kind of songwriting and production team came in and made them into the hit machine that they were. There was It was a three-way sort of collaboration or coalition of talent. Really. There was this great producer, Phil Wayman, who later did I Don't Look... I don't like Mondays by Boomtown Rats. Yeah. He worked with basically Rose. And there was the songwriters, uh, Nicky Chin and Mike Chapman, who later on did produce them and they, sort of, they took, took over the production, fought uh, Phil Wayman off the mixing desk. And then there was the band themselves who were very good musicians. And they always really chased under this, this sort of regime of being, you know, being bossed around the studio and, um, and being perceived publicly as puppets. And they really wanted to be Deep Purple. I think they were friends with Deep Purple. Yeah. They really wanted to be like a credible hard rock band. And eventually they break free and they produce their own records and, um, and you know, they get to write the A-sides. They were always only allowed to write the B-sides and album tracks. But they finally the A-side, the, the, the bit that got played on the radio, they, they took over the songwriting uh, and sort of blossomed finally. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird combo of this sort of fierce hard rock band and then this sort of pop production sort of master process of churning out hits. How's the book done, Simon? I saw it was getting excellent, excellent reviews everywhere last year. Is it, is it, is, is it shifting? Are people buying it? Um, I think people are buying it. It seems like over Christmas, certainly, um, uh, there was a lot of tweets where people had got it for, for Christmas yeah. <laughs> in their stocking. So, um, yeah, it, it, it got a very nice reception indeed. I uh, can't complain about that. It got quite a few what's, book of the, you know, music book of the year kind of. What's up next? What's, what, what's the next, the next project you're working on? Um, I don't actually know. I, oh, I wow. think I'm going to take a break. After doing this book that's 650 <laughs> pages long, I might have a little rest before I, you know, I'd love to do something small, but I always seem to pick these subjects that just, 
uh, expand. Um, but I think I suspect there'll be something to do with the British rock and pop experience. That seems to be the thing that I'm. Although I live in the States now, it's the thing that obsesses me. The sort of uh, the way that you know Britain has punched above its weight. Yeah. Uh, certainly in the 70, 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, and 90s, I think uh, Britain has uh, you know compared with we're so much smaller in America. We have produced a lot of the major sort of movements in music and uh uh some, is that you know, still happening are we still are we still I, I i'm trying to think of any british bands that are big around the world and all i can think of are muse and coldplay have we got any at the moment that are take oh, Ed Sheeran, i suppose in, in rock I, I think at a certain point maybe the, the 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 british leading edge thing was more like uh dance music and yeah. and uh um, you know, disclosure have been very big in uh, globally, and um, uh, you know, and the things like grime are very interesting. Yeah. I think it's, it's a certain point. Be, I don't know if the rock flame is burning that fierce in Britain, but as you say, Muse, uh, they're, they're one of the few British bands I hear on the radio here in the states. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I don't know. If, I think if you look at the charts in in the UK, a lot, a lot of the contents of the charts are American music, isn't it? It's yeah. like. Uh, it's like people like Drake, number one for 27 weeks or something. So the, the chart, see, because now we don't have, I'm so old, now we don't have Top of the Pops, it doesn't feel like the proper charts anymore. I don't know what chart is the proper chart. Is it the iTunes chart? Is is there, is there, the Radio 1 still do a chart? I don't, I'm so out of touch. It doesn't seem to have the same meaning, does it? The, no. The, I did the single and the hit parade and, uh, and I think it was that role of Top of the Pops, uh, which is, you know, the start of my book, it's the, the introduction has me talking about a little bit about Todd the Pops and how that's how I experienced music. And I think there was something about the way you had these freaky performers, whether it was Bowie in the 70s and, and uh, Gary Glitter, or it was Adamant and Gary Newman in the 80s and so on, you know, or Pulp in the 90s. Mm. You'd have these oddball performers in a context of quite a lot of middle-of-the-road stuff and sort of more conventional pop music. Uh, and I think there's something about that juxtaposition yeah. and the whole family watching it together. Something uh, that your mum and, and dad, dad will get saying, your, your dad will get angry about it. Who's this bloody idiot? What, what, what are they looking like a woman for? Yeah, I mean that was part of the excitement. It was a national conversation, a public sort of thing, and you would talk about it in the schoolyard afterwards. And it doesn't seem like I think the absence of of the sort of centre of pop culture in Britain, the top of the pops, and and with. Uh, uh, the music press as well yeah. is very important. Yeah. So I think that's kind of it's like there's a loads of uh, micro markets on there. It's like niche markets mm. for music. Um, Simon, thank you so much for coming on. The, the the book is absolutely brilliant. Shock and awe, glam rock and its legacy by Simon Reynolds. Um, and the next time you write something, you can come on. We'll have a chat about that as well. But thank you, Simon. Oh, thank you, Ian. I enjoyed it very much. Nice one, man. Thanks a lot, Simon Reynolds. Honestly, it's such a good book. It's delicious, and I'm I'm savouring it. It's one of those books I'm savouring, and I'm deliberately trying not to read too much at once, because I, <laughs> I don't want it to finish. I've nearly finished it now. I'm on page 500 of 650. Um, but it's just... Uh, and it's lots of bands as well. I don't like Roxy Music or David Bowie, and there's a lot about Roxy Music and David Bowie in there, but it's fascinating. Simon Reynolds... Shock and awe, glam rock and its legacy. I'll tweet a link to it now as well. Uh, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. We have no calls lined up. Can someone stop that, please? 
the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, and you could do a lot worse than go and buy yourself a Slade Greatest Hits. Honestly, absolute, uh, just brilliant, properly brilliant. That band. James is on the line. Good evening, James. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you, James. I have a little tickle in my throat. But, 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 I think I've managed to dodge the awful chest infection that I was expecting to hit me at the weekend. So well, that's well, a result for me. Terrible business, that. Terrible business. Terrible business. I think it's in my house at the moment. Uh-oh. I think I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it. it's going around. And I thought it was coming last week because I could feel it on my chest and I was... But um, I, I don't know if it's... Because I've been going to the gym a lot, James. Oh, I, yes. I, I, and I wonder... If, um, like, working really physically very hard for 30 or 45 minutes, depending on which class I go to, I wonder if that has somehow saved me from being really ill. Because I went to the gym on, um, I think Friday, and then I went Sunday, and I really didn't fancy it on Sunday. I went to an abs class. Oh, me. Yeah, I know. Uh, and it was bloody hard work. It's all about your stomach, apparently, your abs. It's not the bloke from the pop group five. <laughs> it's, it's your stomach. He so, wasn't doing it, that's a shame. So he doesn't do it. So I, I, it's, it's just some bloke who shouts at you. Oh. So I did that, and then this, that was at quarter past six last night. Then at quarter past ten this morning, I went to a fat burn class of 45 minutes. Both times I thought I was going to puke. That's <laughs> awful. It's amazing you're putting in that much work. I, I, I need to do the same thing. I'm not uh, losing any weight, though. This is the thing. I am not losing any weight despite doing ridiculous amounts of exercise over a short period of time. Is it doing that thing where it turns into muscle, actually? You, you stay the same weight, but you look... Oh, I don't want to be... I've got a fat back. Oh. I'm one of those people now. I've got a fat back, and I don't want it. What's a fat back? Silly question. Well, it's bits of your back are fat. I can feel my... F- I can feel... I'm squeezing my back. Ooh, I've got okay. my arm... My hand under my arm. Yeah. And I can squeeze a big lump of back fat. Oh. I'm sorry to hear that. That's not... I've got a fat front, if that helps. Yeah, well, I've got a fat front and a fat back. And I'm not fat-shaming anybody. Hey, yeah. listen, you know, we're... Whatever. But I don't like it on me. Fair enough. Anyway, James, um, that's not what you've called in for. What have well, you? What have you? Interesting. Called in for? I was calling in for, but uh, we'll have a crack. Um, songs with directions in. Does this count? Does yeah. Love Shack count? It's got a painted sign at the side of the road that says "15 miles." It's a distance song. And, and then heading down the Atlanta Highway, looking for a love. Yeah, no, way. that's a di- that's a direction song. You've got it, James. Beautiful. Oh, fantastic. You're the, I think you're the only person that's called in that's managed to get, to, to grasp the concept. It's a very simple concept, songs with directions <laughs> in. Maybe it's so tricky at the same time. Well, can I ask, what, what do you think of that song? I think it's a classic, absolute classic. That whole yeah. album is a masterpiece. Um, uh, the, although I prefer their song Rome. Rome's a good one, isn't it? Rome oh. is just g- glorious, but it's a great album. I, I've got to admit, I'm not, I prefer Rome to, yeah, I'm, Love Shack, it's one of those songs that I feel, every time I hear it, it's like someone telling me to cheer up. I, th- I remember the first time I heard Love Shack, it was in Marino's Hairdressers on the Farnham Road. Yeah. Um, and it was after school, and I'd gone to get my hair cut, and they were playing Capital Radio, and Love Shack came on, and I'd never heard anything like it in my life. And I thought, oh, whoa, yeah. this is... What? This isn't a, this isn't a song? What the hell is this? <laughs> it's the most amazing thing I've ever heard! 
When was it? Like 87, 88? Um, I'm going to say it was 86 or 87. Mm. Catherine's going to find out for me and type it on the screen. I am going to say... I'm going to say 87. I'm going to oh, say... Right, yeah. I'm going to say 87. What are you saying, James, before she types it up? I'm, oh, I'm going to hedge my bets and say 88. OK, Catherine is going to type <sighs> it. She's researching it. I think, isn't it? This is very exciting, James. This is... Uh, I'm saying I'm shaking. James is... Oh, it was 89. Oh, oh. Oh, we're both wrong, but you were closest. <laughs> but there's no... I'm afraid there's no prize for being oh. closest. <sighs> Curses. So close. It's, yeah, totally... 89, so that was like the... Uh, your Jason Donovan, your, your Kylie... I was 16, flipping yeah. it. Well, oh. maybe 15. Maybe maybe I was 15 or 16, something like that. Well, it's a good song. Hmm. I, I do kind of feel, every time I hear it, it's like someone's going, come on, why is that miserable? Cheer up. Oh, but that's because cool. you've heard it so many times now. Yeah, that could be it, yeah. When, um, when it, when the first time, a lot of, the, the, what I try and do with a lot of songs that have become cliches that we've heard oh, yeah. so many times that they're, they're kind of part of the fabric is um, try and listen to it as though I've never heard it before in my life. So listen to oh. it with new ears. Yeah. And, um, uh, well, maybe Love Shack would still be annoying. I don't know, actually. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've done that with us. I know what you mean. You're trying, coming, yeah, back to a song. Or... I'll do it every time I listen to Good Vibrations, or every time I can. Yeah. I try and, try and imagine I've never heard it before. Yeah. Oh, what a joy that is. Absolute wonderful. Because Good Vibrations, we've, we've heard it a million times. It doesn't oh, mean yeah. anything now. But it's one of the greatest achievements in pop music ever. Isn't it? Isn't it just? Yeah, wonderful stuff. I get that with, um, you know, when you, you hear a song, you don't like it, and then somebody incredibly cool says that they like it, yeah. and then you sort of think to yourself, huh? Oh, hmm, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe. May- maybe. Like when, you know, um, Quentin Tarantino and his, his, uh, his soundtrack, oh. there's a lot of songs in there that you kind of, you, you originally thought, they're oh, not very good, but then you start to think, oh, well. I don't know. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, by the way. I don't know, because I went to a spinning class, back to the gym, mm, and yeah. the woman was playing the, um, I guess it was the Reservoir Dog soundtrack. Yeah. And I remember being into that at college, yeah. right? But actually, I don't think I was into it. I think it was just because everyone else was into it. Oh, yeah. That I can't, and actually, I'm thinking, all of these songs are <laughs> awful. Maybe that's it, actually. I was, I was thinking about, you know, um, that song, is it Jungle Boogie? Um, Jungle like, Boogie, Billy, oh, Billy. That one. I, I never liked that. And then it appeared on that soundtrack, and I thought, oh, maybe it's... No, it's awful. Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> Every song on the Reservoir Dog soundtrack is yeah. terrible. Mm. Did you hear the story about how they got that soundtrack together? No. Was it his private record collection? It was something like that. He, he basically, um... Because he's a music geek, isn't he? That's it, yeah. He's got loads and loads of... Tons of records. And he put all this, uh, the film together with, with the soundtrack, and he chose all the songs for all the, you know, all the scenes. And then when he came to put the film out, because it was quite, I think it was quite an independent film, wasn't yes. it? It was quite a low-budget thing. And um, he went to the, I suppose, the film company, and they said, right, well, got a problem there, which is that you used all these songs, you know, stuck in the middle of you, all these classic songs. There's no way on your, you know, £2,000 budget you've got left that we're going to be able to afford any of these songs. So uh, it's stuck there. So I think what happened then was somebody at the film company went to the head of the record company uh, and said, got this fella, Quentin Tarantino. He's huge, up and coming. uh, He's going to be massive. We've got this film that he's done, which is going to be enormous and incredibly cool. Could we possibly have some music for it? And 
then rather than you, you know, rather than you charging us for the music, you can you get points. all the money from the soundtrack, basically. Yeah, yeah. And they had to think about it, and they said, tell you what, pick what you like, as long as it's out of the Rolling Stones, anything you like. And that's how we got all this. Has things. anybody seen um, Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction in the last three months? Do they stand the test of time? Because I remember loving Pulp Fiction in particular. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I watched it loads and loads. I had a bootleg copy I bought from a bloke in Camden when I was at college. And I, I, I wonder if I could sit through Pulp Fiction now without getting annoyed by it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you mean. It, because it was a bit sort of cool, do you think? Yeah, well, I, it, was, it was unique at the time. You know, the film structure being all over the place. and Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I don't know if it'll be James. Thank you for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Maybe someone could do could as a project this week could watch um, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction for me, and let me know if they're still any good. Thank you. Uh, late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I'm chomping. On a cough suite. I apologise, it's either that or me coughing. So, you know, deal with it, guys. Deal with it. Speaking of dealing with it, it's Dennis in Dunstable. Good morning, Ian. Oh. You've got a weight problem, have you? Uh, y- yes, Dennis. Well, I've just taken three stone off since the beginning of November. Yeah, but you're not very well. Well, no, that's a problem, you see. They give me some bloody awful tablets that leave my mouth like the bottom of a sewer. Yes. I've lost all interest in food. Oh. I'm pulling round a bit now, but as I say, could you believe it, tomorrow I've got to go to the L&D, to the elderly medicine section. Cheeky Turn back. your radio off! Every single time you call in, you've got the radio on in the background! Jeez! If he doesn't die soon, I'm going to kill him myself! Gone, gone, it, right. Yes. You're no, going to the elderly department. Well, you are 92. Yeah, but the cheeky sods. I may be old, but I'm not elderly. <laughs> I told him last time I went down there. How are you feeling, though, Dan? You all right? Yeah, I'm OK, yeah. In bed at 2 o'clock this, this morning, I suppose. I usually work late, late hours. I, uh... My mum's my out of hospital now. She was in hospital again. I went and saw her on... When did I see her? Sunday... And she she had a nasty chest infection, but they they gave her antibiotics, and that's kind of cleared up. And so I think she went home Sunday night. But here's the thing, Dennis. Um, you know she's not very well anyway. But um, she was. T- I was there for an hour, and she was talking nonsense for pretty much the whole hour. Talking nonsense. Well, I do that all the time. No, I know, but but your nonsense follows a vaguely. Coherent well, thread. I was brought up in a tripe shop in Manchester. Yeah. I went to the university in, in Manchester and took a degree in talking tripe. Is tripe now? Is tripe brains? Sorry? Tripe. Is that brains? No, it's the stomach of a cow. Oh, okay. Okay. And they breach it, they breach it from, from uh, green. Yeah. And it's green. Nice, like was honeycomb, because it was like a honeycomb. And when you poured the vinegar on it, it filled each little pot. Beautiful. Beautiful. One of the few things during the war where you could get, where you got an ulcerated stomach. Yeah. I used to sell you that because it was, it was stomach anyway. Yeah. And it was one of the, it wasn't on ration either. You but, can, um, have you ever tasted brains? Yes. What was it like? Mushy? Mm. 
really it. There's nothing, nothing really to it. No. Like everything else, if you don't know what it is to start with, you no. don't uh, worry about it. Oh, I wouldn't have a brain. Is it like, um, I imagine brains to be like moose. Yeah, well, it depends how they make it. Yeah. It makes it up, you know. No, I could, I could find myself eating a brain sandwich. Some funny taste. My grandfather used to teach me. He, he taught me to eat, uh, uh, oysters. No. Mm. He called me a bloody barbarian because I chewed them. Well, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to swallow them straight down, aren't you? No, no, I like the taste. But anyway, then he'd give me two sticks of asparagus. Yeah. Call me a bloody barbarian because I've eaten the wrong end. <laughs> I thought it was like celery. But you can eat all of it. You can eat... Yeah, but I said to my granddad, I said, Granddad, it's like chewing bloody wood at the back. And he said, you're daft, you're eating the wrong end. As- asparagus is the only food you're allowed to eat in front of the Queen using your fingers. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yep, lovely bit of asparagus. Anyway, take some weight off. Come to my doctor. Get the get the same stuff I'm having. I guarantee you'll drop drop down. I'll, I'll bear that in mind, Dennis. Thank you, mate. Get one. Make a taste of your phallus. Phallus taste. Get make a, a, a plaster cast of my phallus. No, what they did, they gave me some antibiotics. Oh yeah, and uh, it makes my my. I woke up in the night and it's always I've got a terrible what? taste in my mouth. Oh okay. Well, well. <laughs> Anyway, I've, I've, dumped the, I've dumped the rest of them. Go on. Go no, well, OK, well, only dump them, in, dump them in conjunction with your doctor. Oh, well, sometimes I don't take any bloody... He he's getting further and further away from the phone. Is, this conver- is he finished? Bye, no. Dennis! Hello! <laughs> yeah, I went and saw my mum, and I sat with her for an hour. She was talking nonsense. Not... Not nonsense. Well... I mean, it wasn't complete, complete nonsense. There was a vague connectivity about it. But, um, you know, she lives in the care home. She was talking, she had a card, a get well soon card from everybody in the care home. Um, but she was saying it had all been signed by the, the kids at her school. She's going, it's all been signed by the people at my school. And we don't know the boys. We don't know any of the boys because they're in a different school. So, and I don't know any of the girls' names from the school, but it's all, and she was talking, and I was thinking, it was, and it was an hour, and for half an hour, she was telling me about a dream that she'd had with Phil Mitchell, but she kept telling me the same thing, it was literally like a two-minute dream, and she kept telling me over and over again, as though it was the first time, it was like, oh, God, bless her, um, 0344-499-1000, good evening, Mark! Hello! Hip, hip, hip! Hip, hip, hip! Hip, hip, hip! Um, I've got a song with directions in it. First of all, did you receive my email earlier? No. Oh. Huh? <laughs> hang on. I can't check it because I'm talking to you on my phone. Right, but d- did... Hang on. I sent you an email. I, I did not receive it. Right. Oh. As far as I know. Right, well, hang on a minute. Don't... Right, hang on a minute. Um... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Because I sent an email to everyone. You're supposed to be performing at Performance Ring, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to show a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, calm down. All uh, right. Calm down, mate. Don't, don't, no need for that attitude. Um, but I sent you... I sent you an email. I sent um, all of the acts an email about the Performance Ring. Check your spam, you muppet. I shall check my spam. Nope, nothing. Wait, hang on, you're checking it now, is it? And nothing in my inbox. Um, 
the last time you emailed me was the 20th of December. All right. Oh, maybe I didn't email you. Oh, no, I didn't email you. All right. Well, uh, just, uh, it's okay. But you're still, you're still doing it, yeah? Well, I don't know. <laughs> George has replied to me. Well, you at least you emailed George. I did. Um, George is George is performing. Um, um, anyway, what? Stop making. Why are you making me check my emails live on there? That's not good experience for the listener. Well, it's a boring you're, you're, experience. You're the professional. You're the professional. Exactly. So just let me. I know what I'm doing, Mark. What have you got for us this evening? I've got a song with directions in. Go on, then. I'm going to pretend to... I'm going to write it down. Go on, what is it? <laughs> Blinded by the Light by Bruce Springsteen. Or Manfred Man's Earth Band. Either or. Blinded by the Light. Well, where are the directions in it? It's, the lyric is, he said, take a right at the light, keep going straight until night, and then, boy, you're on your own. Boom, there we go. There we go. Why is everyone finding this such a hard concept... To understand, it's songs that have got actual directions in. That's it. That's all there. That's all there is to it. It's a little bit of fun, a little bit of light-hearted, musical. I didn't swear then, did I? It felt like no. I swore. Light-hearted musical fun to get the phones ringing off the hooks on a Monday evening, and people are trying to make it too complicated. Well, people wins that you don't have topics. This is awesome. And this is, a, this is an actual awesome topic. And I thought we'd get loads of them. But people, it turns out, Mark, everybody, apart from you yeah. and John, who's lined up next, oh, I'm, I'm excluding you from this... Oh, hang on a second. What's going on here? I'm excluding you uh, from this, uh, John, so don't worry. But everyone, apart from you two... Are you there, John? I am, yes. Okay, good. You, you and Mark are excluded from this. Everybody listening to this show is an idiot. I think that might alienate people more than email. Do you think? <laughs> a little bit. But but they're too stupid to know what alienate means. Uh, that's true. Isn't that right, John? It is, yes. yes. <laughs> hey, Mark, stay there. We've uh, uh, John, what have you called him for? Uh, it's about the directions in songs. Here we go. Here we go. At long last, people getting it. Yes, go on, John. What, which one you got? Driving in my car by madness. I've been up to Salcedale and up to Muswell Hill, something like that, anyway. I wouldn't... I... Oh. I wouldn't say they were directions. No. That's just, like, destinations. It's like storytelling. Is sorry, Mark. Yeah. Mark, you, like Mark, you, Mark, you, you put him in his place because I don't, I, I don't want to be mean. <laughs> uh, to me, that that's not a direction. That's saying he's been somewhere. It's like yeah, possibly. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I just never wrong before, and I thought I'd give it a go. And I don't want to just. And, and Mark, fair play, mate. Calm down a bit. He's not wrong before. <laughs> stop trying to tear him. Stop showing off. All right. I apologise for Mark's brusque attitude, John. That's that. There's no place for that on this show. No problem at um, all. And, and uh, uh, he was right to criticise you, but he was yeah. not right to. Uh, is this the first time you've ever called? It is. Yeah, right. I've been listening to you since like the absolute days. He's um, he's not right to make you feel small and um, insignificant like that, John. You you oh, you've, you. you've, you screwed up. 
you you, you yeah. got it wrong. I'm gonna you know, there's no point in lying. But yeah, yeah. it's an honest mistake that anyone could have made. But I love the fact that this is, you've been listening to me for the last however many years and you've decided to call in with this rubbish. With the wrong answer. Well, it doesn't matter. It's good that you, it's good that you finally, um, it's good that you finally plucked up the courage to call in. And it is a nerve wracking experience, isn't it? I'm I'm cacking myself, to be honest. Are you? Isn't that funny? Because it's going to end in about a minute. It's going to end. Okay. So you've only got about 60 seconds left because it has to because we're going to break. Um, but for those people who haven't called in before, describe how you're feeling. Um, shaking a lot, feel a bit sick. Um, Isn't it funny? Yeah, yeah. Because it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. You're just. You're just. Do you get nervous when you make normal phone calls? No, not at all. No. It was just when I heard I was next, that was it. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, John, listen. It's been a cracking first call. Call again, won't you? Thank you very much. Thank Let you, mate. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Unbelievable. Um, but what a waste of a first call, Mark. Completely balls it up. Completely balls it up. You should have... I thought you were going to go tougher on him. I thought you were going to tear him a new one, and I would have backed you up 100% if you had. He deserved I it. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. He deserved... Well, you've embarrassed yourself there, Mark. You wimped out. <laughs> you to- I've lo- If anything, I've lost respect for you. <sighs> This last ten minutes wrong, is this is all. The last ten minutes really has gone wrong for everybody. I, the only one that's come out looking good out of all of this is me. Yeah, that's true. It's lucky you're the host, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, coincidence. It's a coincidence, definitely. Um, Mark, I tell you what, you just put okay. the phone down. We won't say goodbye. I won't cut you off. We won't make a big deal out of it. You just slink off into the darkness where you belong. How about that? Okay. Oh, really awkward there. Both of those guys let themselves down terribly. <laughs> oh, dear. Another hour. Wow. Um, Chris, I'll come to you uh, after the news. Louise will we'll come to you after the news. 0344 499 1000 is the, uh, the telephone number if you want to give me a call. We're talking about songs that have got directions in. And you know the, you know the score. Uh, you, you can call in about anything. Literally about anything you want, you know, just uh, just having a It's Monday night. No one wants to think too much. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Songs with directions in, and let's be honest, it'd be tough to get drag another hour out of that lame concept. So anything you want to call in about, 03444991000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style 
Have you got? Oh, hip hip hip! What have you got for us this evening? I, uh, hip hip! Uh, I've got um, two directional songs, depending on your interpretation of directional. Well, my interpretation is quite strict in that they have to involve directions. Okay, so you've got "Follow the Yellow Brick Road." Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. And would you class? The Time Warp is a directional song. We've had we've had the Time Warp already, yes. It's just a st- jump to the left and then a step to the right. Yeah, those are directions. Those are directions that will get you somewhere. Quite simple. I don't see how people are struggling with Why? this. Why? Well, is, it, is it Stupid Monday or something? Why can't people... When I thought of this in the car earlier on, I thought, oh, this will be a silly thing that people will get and they'll phone in and it'll be a bit of fun and it'll get us through, um, you know, another miserable day. Um, but no, hardly anyone can grasp the very silly, uh, simple concept. It, it must just be this Blue Monday thing because it, it's that Monday in January where everyone's yeah. supposedly coming down from everything. And oh, is today the most, is, is today like the most miserable day of the year? Supposedly. Because I've been all right today, and I'm normally, mis- like, well miserable. I mean, you, you were perky this afternoon on Periscope, well, early afternoon on Periscope. Perky on Periscope, but, but it was very perky on Periscope when I did a little Periscope from Costa Coffee. Um, yeah. Hmm. It, 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 it's worse than the hump day, and I hate that word. I well, hate that phrase. Well, there, well the, the, Chris, you're sounding spunky, uh, which is always good. Um, thanks for getting the... Uh, th- thanks for understanding my simple concept. Cheers, thank you. Good night. Ta-ta, good night. There we go, you see? There we go, you see? Um, by the way, I should stress, Louise is, we'll, we'll come to Louise in a second, um, and then that's the last call we've got. You can call in about anything, right? You, you know that, don't you? I know we're getting new listeners all the time. Um, you can call in um, about absolutely anything you want. We'll have a look at some of the papers as well in a bit. Oh, the Queen's better. 
Or is or, or have they finally managed to get the robot queen working? That's the thing. Have they finally managed to make a convincing robot queen? That's what we're all curious about, guys. Louise, do you think the queen is better, or have we finally managed to make a convincing robot queen? Oh, I don't know. She's been quite robotic for a while. Yeah, well, as as you know, we had um, a caller last week who thought the queen died five years ago. I missed that one. Well, shame on you. What's going on in the background? Um, this, the baby. The baby's... The baby's keeping me awake. I, oh, you sound knackered. I might actually die. Oh. I might die from not sleeping. <laughs> I don't know how long I've got left. <laughs> I remember. I remember that tiredness with the babies. I remember that tiredness, and you just—it's you, you go beyond tiredness, and you suddenly—it's like you're taking drugs. You're in this weird hallucinogenic world where everything aches and nothing yeah. makes any sense, and time <laughs> becomes all elastic, and you just want to sleep. That's me. That's exactly me. Oh, mate, I'm sorry. How old is baby? I got a nice treat, though. It's six months, and I lost it the other week, and I got a nice treat from my boyfriend. Yeah. What, what he got you... me tickets to see you in Nottingham. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. That's that's your... Sorry? That's your, um, that's your treat. Bring baby along! Bring baby! You won't hear anything. You just hear screaming um... from me. <laughs> oh, you sound absolutely <laughs> knackered. When was the last time you had a good night's sleep? Oh, I, no. Well, I've got a toddler. Oh, so and years, him. years. So, yeah, it's about three years. <laughs> it it will ease off in about another five years. <sighs> Thanks. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Got to keep it real. Got to keep it real. I know. When they're fifteen, I'll yeah. just go in their bedroom inexplicably and wake them up. Are they boys? They're both boys. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't burst into a fifteen-year-old boy's bedroom. That's all I'm going to say, <laughs> Louise, because um, you, you, no one wants that to happen. They don't want it. You don't want it. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll just Hoover outside the room. Hoover outside the, the room. <laughs> don't, please don't burst into the. And that's advice for any parents. Don't burst into fifteen-year-old boys' bedrooms. It really is not going to help anybody. Um, what have you got for us, Louise? Well, I've got probably the only direction that really matters. Yeah. It's round and round the garden. Hey, like a teddy bear! Exactly. Now, how do you finish it? Because some people finish it differently. Finish it for me, please. So what is it? Round and round the garden, like a teddy bear. Oh, gosh. It's something, something tickle you under there. Do you not say one step, one step, two step? Maybe one step, two step. I normally get interrupted by the toddler at that bit. How can you not know the words to round and round the garden? Round and round the garden, like a teddy bear. One yeah, step, one two step, step tickly under there. Now, do you tickle under the neck or under the arm? Um, I go for under the arm, always. I see. I'm under the neck at the moment. Yeah, I go for under... And also I say tickly, not tickle you. I say tickly under there. Okay. Yeah. Um... But the the tickle the t- t- the thing is as well because you got the toddler the toddler tries to tickle back but toddlers can't tickle they don't know how to do it and no. so what I used to do with my boys is they would tickle me and I go oh hey whoa, whoa <laughs> stop it and then when they got to about five and three or maybe four and two they worked out how to tickle properly. And they worked out where my tickle spots were behind my knee, under my arms, the back of my <laughs> neck. And they'd go in for it. And they'd be, t- and when you got two boys, as you, you will have as well in a couple of years, two 
boys who are just learning the strengths of their bodies, tickling you, <laughs> it's insane. Because you want to hit them. You want to actually smack them out. Get off! <laughs> but you can't do it, and you have to just... Yeah. You're there taking it. It's, the, it's torture. Oh, I look forward to that. Why, why do we do it? What's happened? What is <laughs> I don't it? know. I don't... I'm, all I'm hoping... Uh, all I can assume is that one day these guys will be rich and they'll mm. give me some of their money. That, that, that's got to be the only reason I'm involved in this nonsense. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm hoping... I would, I would settle for them buying me a pint at this stage, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're such hard work. Louise, um, is the baby asleep? He is asleep. He'll sleep through this. Oh. But then, then I put him in his car, and he can hear my eyes closing, and uh, that wakes him up. They can. They, they're good at hearing the old uh, the yeah. old eyes closing and the the breath just getting yeah. a little bit deeper. And then That's they wake it. up, you're in trouble. Even even this co-sleeping nonsense, even putting him in the bed with me, not enough. He needs to be on me. And we had a thing, yeah, we had a thing with the first one where he had to lie on, you're not supposed to sleep with the kid in bed, but you'll do anything to get a good night's sleep. And he would have to sleep on our chest. Yeah. To to fall asleep. Oh, God. That's where, that's where he is at the moment, and obviously I can't sleep like that. Here's the thing, guys. If you're thinking of having babies, don't do it. It really is, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it just isn't worth it. It's so or much get effort. A nanny. get a nanny. Or be rich and get a nanny. Yes. Yeah. Or adopt 18-year-olds. That's it. Louise, when is it you're coming? Nottingham? Nottingham, yeah. Is it April the 2nd? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Someone will tell me. I look forward to... Come and say hello when, you, when, uh, when you're there. All right, we will, yeah. Nice one, Louise. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Honestly, don't have babies, guys. It's just... It's torture. Absolute torture. Um, John, you, John, haven't you been on? I have, yes. What are, you, what are you back for? This is unprecedented. I'm trying to redeem myself. Uh-oh. For the stupid madness song. Okay, yeah. Oh, 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 oh for John, who was nervous calling the first time, he's called back a second time. He wants round two. Ding, ding, ding. Away we go. I, now, I before know, you, yes. before you say this, John. Yeah. And I'm going to apologise for Mark's rude. Very, very <laughs> rude. Uh, outrageous. Are you... Sh- are we looking... For songs that have got directions in, not places, not locations, actual directions. Are you sure you want to play again? Yeah, I'll have a go. Away you go. It's Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Over the hills and far away. Beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. John has redeemed himself. His, he besmirched himself <laughs> just what fourteen, fifteen minutes ago, um, yeah, but yeah. that has turned into redemption. Um, I just wanted to ask you, are you still off your meds? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still on citalopram, which I've been taking for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. But I was on metazapine for about eight months, and it, it made me sleep for between 12 and 15 hours a night, and it made me put on a lot of weight. And I came off the metazapine um, just over two weeks ago, yes. You sounded okay, so you're feeling okay. I'm up and down, man. I'm really, really up and down. The weight, I lost about 10 pounds in five days, and then the weight started creeping up again. So I was, I was, went from 16.7 to about 15.10, and I've gone up to just under 16 stone again, which is why I'm hitting the gym. Yeah, um, yeah. my appetite's come back. Um, I, I struck, funny enough, uh, I, it may have been you. Someone mentioned the, the Periscope video I did earlier today. Oh, when, yeah, it was the other guy, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> when I was in Costa, and I did the Periscope video, and as soon as I did that, after I'd finished that, I sank, man. I just went, 
boo. I went straight back down, and um, I, I, I went home to and, and just lay in bed for a couple of hours. So um, yeah, yeah. So I'm up and down, man. I'm I'm crying a lot for no reason. Yeah, I've I've done that a few times. Just stopped taking my meds, and um, I've always thought I was doing okay, and then it gets really bad. Um, apparently, it's quite dangerous. Yeah, I know, and I'm again. I I, I try and say this every time. Don't do it. Go and see your doctor and all of that mm. stuff. I just felt that the <coughs> excuse me, the weight gain was um, was hitting me hard, yeah. and I felt that I knew my body and that I and, and perhaps I should have I, I should have cut down, but I, I just went for the cold turkey and um, although at the weekend because I'm not sleeping now. No, you no. Know, I'll get three, four hours tops, then I'll wake up for an hour, then I might get another couple of hours. And at the weekend, I was thinking, oh, I might just take one, just just so I can get a good night's sleep. And that's not the that's not the way to. Um, no, no, that's not the way to do it. But I'm, I really want to shift this weight, John, because the weight gain is. Uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. nutting. I mean, really, I hate myself for it. Yeah, I mean, I was I was a little bit chunky on the medicines as well. Yeah, and then last year I got an injury to my foot and it's kind of made me a bit disabled and i've just bloated out like a big porker yeah it's it, yeah. how old are you john uh 49 yeah it, it it's well uh, once you get past 40 it, it all gets get, shifting the weight gets a bit harder anyway yeah it does so yeah. if you've got a physical injury that's stopping you you know doing stuff then um well, yeah double double bad double bubble screwed. <laughs> you're screwed mate you're screwed, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. how's your head though john um, it's okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. Well, you can't argue with that. Yes. Nice one, John. Thank. <laughs> How was the second call compared to the first one? A lot better. Thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, mate. I'm glad you called back. 0344 499 1000. Alfie, Dana, stay there. Comes to you after this. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. What's it all about, Alfie? <laughs> hey, how you doing, how are you doing Alfie? I'm all right, fella. You? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Yeah, I did rung up, mate. First time to speak to you, but I've been listening to you from for a long, long time. You know what I mean? With the other, when you done the used to do the other shows and that, with that fella used to ring up for Watford. Yes. I can't remember his name there. The geezer from Watford used to have me in the, pieces, mate. Uh, I was, uh, the geezer from Watford. I think he might have died. Oh. I hate to I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Oh. We haven't heard from him for a long, long time. He he, he, he was so funny, Barry. Barry, that's it. Yeah, Barry. I, I, I used to look his old chauffeur in them days in, 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 in night time, like yeah, and uh, oh, hilarious. But anyway, I'll get to my point. I've got one. Well, I've got a couple for you. Yeah, go on. The one across 110th Street, mate. Bobby Womack, brother. What now? <laughs> hey? Yeah, I'll have that. What does he say? I don't know the song particularly well. Oh, does he classic, say, bro? It's a classic, mate. Is it? Well, I don't. Well, I don't know it. I don't no. know it. I'll educate me, Alfie. Educate me. Well, Bobby Womack. I don't yes. know, he, he, around, I think about seventy-four. He 70. died last year, I think. Bobby Womack. Yeah, or I no, mean, the twenty fourteen, I think. Yeah, he was 15. an absolute. Oh. Icon, mate. Him and Curtis and James Brown Marvin, my, you know, my, my inspirations of music. But anyway. He did uh, a brilliant he, version of California Dreaming. Have you heard that? Oh, it's good, isn't it? Oh, have, have you heard the other Mushy one? Jose Feliciano. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've met Jose Feliciano. 
quality. I've met him. He was a very, very nice gentleman. Yeah, Spanish heritage, mate. Same as me, believe it or not. Well, I can tell from your accent. Well, even though I speak like this, mate, I come from Spanish stock. My mother was a Spanish uh, woman. (laughs) My old man was born in Fulham. (laughs) How did they end up together, then? Oh, well, that's a long story, mate. He was was a a, a street kid, my dad, but he met my mum. She started writing to him when he was in Borstal, so... But anyway... Romantic. Yeah, but, yeah, you know... Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, he turned out the right way. And uh, But anyway, Bobby Womack... Yeah. Un- un- across 110th Street. It it was um, it was used in the American gangster film, wasn't it? With Denzel. We, uh, <laughs> you know the American I, you, gangster Have movie? you met all these people? Because you're on first-name terms with all of them. No, because because of that's how I, I feel like that. When yeah. I watch Denzel, he, he, he gives... I get... Like, really, I get quite emotional watching him act. Emotional, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's a good actor, act, Denzel, isn't he? I like him. Oh, he's top, top actor. Absolutely anyway, brilliant. They, they use that track in that film, right? But it comes from a a seventies. I'm sure it's from a seventies soundtrack of, of the of the black exploitation movie. Yeah, I'm sure it is that you know with um, you know the original Cross Under Temp Street. Yeah, but I've got another one. Now this is a bit of a you probably, you, you may, I doubt if your name, but you may do. Here we go. It, it, this is a real corker, because yep. this is three, three directions in one record. Beautiful, we're in. Yeah, you're going to love this, mate, and it's such a wicked um, name for an album. I mean, I, I remember it because I'm, I'm banging my beats and my jazz and all that. Yeah, it's guy. fat beats. Sorry? Fat beats. Yeah, I like my beats, you know, yeah. like original breaks and things like that and yeah. samples. But this fellow, his name is Kenny Burrell. Kenny he was, Burrell? Yeah, and he was a jazz guitarist on Fantasy Records. And in 1974, he released an album called Up the Street, Round the Corner and Down the Block. Right. But is... Right. Well, that's an album, though. Right. Oh, is there right. a song? You, you're being too pedantic. No, man. I'm not. It's, I didn't ask for albums with directions in. I asked him for songs with directions in. And I thought I'd won the Cracker Jack pencil. (laughs) Oh, he's playing it. That sounds wicked. awful. That sounds awful. No, mate, it's not. It's a wicked tune. You have to appreciate your jazz, though. You know what I mean? I th- I'm not. Here's the thing. I've never really got jazz. No. Never really got it. I don't. I don't quite understand. As my mum says, it sounds like lots of different people playing different songs at the same time. Yeah. No. It's a. It's a specialist thing. I mean, I, I first heard that track. Oh, I like my from, specialist from, things. From, from from way back from a guy called Joel Peterson, who, who, who you obviously must have come into contact with. I'm aware of the name. Yeah, and uh, another guy, Kev Beadle, and he, he he first played that to me way back in the early eighties when we was, when I was buying records. A real serious problem, you yeah. know, real addictive. Height <laughs> like, for me addiction, mate. How was, many records did you have at the height of your addiction? At the height for my addiction, I only had around fifteen thousand. <laughs> 
Yeah, I but... I love it. There's not a lot, mate. Compared to some other yeah. fellas, one of my pals, he, he, I was out having a beer with him the other week. Yeah. He's quite well known on the house scene. He's been in the house scene for years. Yeah. I was out having a beer with him the, the other month, and he he said to me, I've had a count-up. I think, don't, how much? He went, how much? I said, how many you got in? He said, I've had a count-up. He said, we're talking in excess of 87,000. Flipping heck! Where, yeah, where did you keep all your records? Oh, mate, I had... Well, I've got I've got them now because unfortunately, due to me moving a bit and yeah. I stuck them in a the garage and uh, I covered them over and they went all mouldy yeah. on the sleeves and but anyway, I, what I had left, I gave to the uh, Blue Cross, so it kind of put back in the animal community, which I'm a big lover of. Yeah. But um, you know, I I used to just drag them around me like a snail, mate. You know, but if you I mean? have fifteen thousand, right, and you were living in a flat or a house, that would take up that. Well, that's two. That's two bedrooms worth, surely. No, no, because you pack them all really tight in right. in, the, in shelves and and and, and like um, cabinets. Okay, that, you know? okay. But I was one of them original boys from way back in the early eighties. Used to go to all the record fairs and all that back before Kiss FM. You, yeah. you know, before they started and all that with that little mob. Yeah. You no. Know? I was banging to that at that, that at that time, like. But I just, I, I still, I still, I'm still a, I've still got it in. You know, what I mean, I can't leave it alone. Don't matter where I am. If I walk past somewhere, whether it's a charity shop, a garage, or whatever, his record there. Oh, mate, I've, I've got, got, yeah, I'm the same. I'm the, yeah. I've got to go, if there's, if I'm going past a charity shop and I've got five minutes, oh, let's have a quick look at the records. You got her, didn't you? Yeah, it's rude because, not to. It's, 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 it's been in me since I was a like. Since I was seven or eight, yeah. and I'm fifty-four now. What was the I mean, gem? What was the what, what was the one in your collection that you were most proud of? Oh God, that's a really hard one to say, but because you got to think about the, the genre at yeah. the time in the nineties, uh, early nineties. I, I had a copy of an, an album called Tommy Stewart, yeah. and it was on a, a Braxis label. And it was called Bump and Hustle Music. And Bump I had the, and Hustle Music? Yeah, and I had the original album, mate. And I only paid about, I think I paid about seven or eight quid for it. And it, and, and, and then within three or four months, it was going for like 80 quids and all that. But I was talking about in 1986, 87. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, brother. You know that. Yeah. Bum this is this music. is full on. This is sex music. Oh, proper mate. Barbara music. Tommy Stewart. Yeah. Yay. He only released one album. Yeah, and it was this. Bump and hustle well, yeah. music. Yeah. Oh, I fancy mate. a bump and a bit of a hustle right now. Yeah, steady. So I walk away. We've all had a drink. <laughs> <laughs> how co- Alfie? How come you've never called me before? Um. I don't know, really, fella. Um, I haven't heard for you for ages, and I was working. Like I said, I was, yeah. I was working on the on the sh- as a show for them days. Where I used to hear you before. Yeah, and uh, I, I just never, um, I just never got round to it, mate. You know what I mean? But I'm lying there just now. I was lying there. Got my dog there. I'm on my own now, which is superb, by the way. Me and my dog, me cherry, me chook, and I'm lying there, and I'm, <laughs> I, I, I realise you're back on. I've only just like last few days, and yeah. I thought. Because you've come out with all that and I think he would amuse it, I thought, I've got to go and bring him up. You've, got to, crack, have you've always, got to. I've always, listen, I've always reckoned you, mate. You make me laugh. Bro. Oh, well, you're, Alfie, you're very kind. What no, are you I'm doing now? You were chauffeuring when you used to listen. What are you doing now? 
at the moment, mate, I ain't been too well, so I'm having a rest from it all. I'm, yeah. I, was, I was working full-time when I was 12. I'm, I'm 55 next month, so I'm having a rest from it all Good. at the moment, mate. I've got to, I've got to think about my health, mate. Yeah. Because, I you know, if I don't and, and I end up in the, in the ground... No one's going to look after me, Jock, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exa- so. Well, listen, I'm glad that you fi- I'm glad you rediscovered me, and I'm glad that finally, after all these years, you've called in. Well, so am I, mate, because you, you, are, you are a legend. You make me laugh, mate, you do. Well, especially on that silly programme. You made me laugh when you was on that silly programme. I mean, I only used to watch it because the, cause the Doris used to watch it. it was that huh? brother, big brother. Oh, yeah, thing. the big brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'll tell you what, you, when you used to go, you used to come on, I used to say, I used to say, this is the guys I want to see, I don't want to see them other muppets, look at them muppets, I'll say, he's a mush. <laughs> well, Alfie, listen, make sure you call me again, mate, won't I you? I will, fella. Nice Love one. To to you. Cheers, mate, take care. Till Bye-bye. Bye. That's actually, it's all right. That's actually, that's all right. Nice one, Alfie. Dave and Dana, stay there, come to you in a bit. 03444991000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 03444991000. Um, let's go to Dave in Chicago. Good evening, Dave. Good evening, Ian. I do have two songs, I think, for you. Now, you've um, heard I'm being very, very strict on this this evening. And you're in America, in Chicago, and there's a lot of gun crime in Chicago. I, if, if, if your songs don't cut the mustard, you're not going to go out and have a shoot-up or anything, are you? No, I might send some boys around. Oh, flipping it. That's a threat. All right, I like but that. I, I like I just, that. He's I, honest. I've just, been, I've just been driving home in a blizzard, desperately trying to, trying to get home in time for these two songs. What are you uh, doing I in Chicago, Dave? Uh, I, I got posted here a couple of years ago. It was only supposed to be three, a three-month contract, and I'm still here. You, you sound tired of it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, it's, it's, a, it, it's the middle of winter at the moment. It's minus 20 Celsius, <laughs> and, and it's snowing. So it's one of those times when you're thinking, I'm sure I could go and live in California. Yes. Well, all right, go on then. What, let, let's see. What have you got? What are the songs you got? The first one is Bando Ballet, Don't Need This Pressure On. Where are the directions in Don't Need This Pressure On? He says, he, he says in their song, he says, you go down past the talk, <clears throat> down past the talk of the town, and then it's down Greek Street, and then it's underground. Beautiful. I'm, I'm having directions that. Directions. Directions. People are finally, the last hour of the show, people have got what was meant to be a little bit of fun, um, and everyone's made it far too complicated. It's taken a man listening in the howling wind, yeah, yeah. freezing his whatnots off. Yeah. To get it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Dave, that's one. And then the other one, Cat might know it's um, immaterial. He's um, driving away from home. No, I don't know it. He says, why don't we cross the city limit and head down the M62? It's only 39 miles and 45 minutes to Manchester. Hey! I know that. That's spot on. He's got times, we've got distances, we've got an estimated time of arrival. Beautiful! This is why the Americans want to keep him. Exactly! Dave, sing Hosanna, sir. Well done. Well done. Thank goodness for that. Uh, why, hang on a minute. Dave, why are you listening to this rubbish in Chicago? Well, <clears throat> well because it's, uh, well... Afternoon radio and drive time radio is awful. It's basically song, advert, 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 song. Well, no adverts advert, here, advert, don't worry advert, about advert. that. You can get about um you can get about one one radio one one part of the um 
DJing for about 40 minutes at this time of the evening. Wow. But you've settled plus, on this. Used, you've... I used to li- Go on. Plus, I used to listen to you way back in the LBC days. Oh, well, bless you, Dave. Well, l- listen, uh, we've not spoken before, have we? Um, not for a very long time ago. Okay. I think we, yeah, we did speak at LBC. What did you... I used to be... I used to host the Lynn from Forest Gate MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> she had her own MySpace page. Oh, I remember this guy! <laughs> Hello, Clivey! Um, Lynn from I... Forest Gate was a very... F- f- she was a co- caller, very, um, strident, um... Uh, um, lady, African lady in her 50s who would phone up and have very forthright views and um, we used to de- try and delve and find out a little bit more about Lynn from Forest Gate and she would get very angry at times um, and then she got a whole host of impersonators, people would phone up and impersonate her um, and I, no one's heard from her for ages, partly because LBC then said we don't want any regular callers on us, so they got rid of people oh. like Lynn and, da- and Dave had the MySpace page, wow, I mean didn't um didn't we we told her about the MySpace page, didn't we? I bet she wasn't impressed. Didn't she um didn't she come into the um studio at one point? She did she you're right, she did come into the studio at one point, yeah, and she was absolutely and, and you and you showed her the page in I think Agent Chris and was it Helen Behind the Glass? Hel- those, Helen um, Behind the Grass Glass Friends of the um page. How funny. And how's the, that, that MySpace page going now, Dave? How many how many uh, likers has it got? Is it this? I wonder if it still exists. <laughs> uh, I'm just yeah, looking at it. it does. <laughs> Kath, Kathy's showing it to me. What can you see? Um, I don't know how to work MySpace anymore. I don't think MySpace does anymore. I can't move anything. Oh, the content requires Adobe Flash. Oh. Anyway, 39... What's that? People she's connected to. Okay. 29 people connected to her. Photos. MySpace is a foreign language. (laughs) The photos are just I Heart Lynn. I Heart Lynn, yeah. Oh, well. Fun times, Dave. Fun. Wasn't MySpace fun? It was, but I was a friend of Jesus at the time. Wowzers. There you go. There's, there's <laughs> on that bombshell. Hey, nice one, Dave. I, I, I guess if we're going by um, this standard, I'll speak to you, what, in about nine years' time? Probably by that time I'll be somewhere else in the world. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Dave. Thank you, mate. I appreciate the call. 0344-499-1000. Dana! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. <laughs> but What? How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you very much. I'm all right. A bit tired, actually, flagging a bit. That's why I've invited Catherine Boyle into the studio with me. Oh, hip, 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 Catherine. Catherine can pick up some of my slack. (laughs) Pick up some of your slack? Yes. Oh, Dana! Come on! Catherine is a trained professional! Is this part of the show that's sponsored by... Yes, Catherine's a trained professional. Don't, mate, don't... Please don't drag us down to your filth, Dana. Unbelievable! Just thinking of Holy Ken, that's all. It was just, you know... Oh, he won't be listening now. He's gone to sleep. I don't think he was listening before. No. (laughs) I've possibly got some direction songs, but I'm not... 100% 100% sure they may right. not cut For God's muscles. sakes, woman! They just have to have directions in! Why is this so hard? <laughs> Don't vex her, let's hear it. Well, but if, okay. No, no, no! How, right, how many songs have you got? Three. Right. I'm going to ask you one question, okay, about each yep. one. Yep, yep. Have they got directions in? I... Oh, God. My, yes, yes. Right, start with the one you're most confident about. Go. Running up that hill, Kate Bush. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's good. I love that. Um, 
how about driving home for Christmas, Chris Rea? No, that's a doing song. It's a doing song. In fact, running up that that's hill a, is a doing song, really. Well, running up that... Because that's a direction. Running up that hill, right? Running up that building. All right, fair enough. Driving home what? for Christmas, it, that's a... Tra- it's, that, it's just it's a, a mode doing... of... It's a mode of transport. It's a doing song. No, no, How about the, the last one's a good one, though? Oh, break down a bit. Right, just, just break down the lines. Driving home <laughs> for Christmas. Which one of those words is a direction word? Hmm... <laughs> Is it driving? Yeah. Is it driving? No. Is it home? No. Is it for? No. Oh, it must be Christmas then. Christmas must be a direction word. Oh, yeah, I really, sh- I've, I really showed myself up. You've embarrassed yourself, Dana. This is why Caddick is so good. This Caddick's good. This is why you know. You got one more. The, okay, let's last, hear it. The last one. This is the one. This is the one that's going to win you. The, is the Sonny Go- still going? Sonny Golds. Well, I mean, no. in my in my dreams, yeah. In your, well, this will win the award. How about the Proclaimers? Um, and I'm going to be. Give me the direction bit. Come on, just just cut to the meat and two veg. Where, Give me the direction. Um, but I would walk five hundred miles, and I would walk five hundred more. In which direction, be, Dana? In which to, direction? To, to be that man who walks a thousand miles. To just, I mean, just it's saying just a, it, saying it longer doesn't make it right. It's just embarrassing, it? isn't it? It's just embarrassing. I've, I mean, I've, I, I, I'd feel sorry for her, but I'm so disgusted that I have no sympathy. No, that's outrageous. I'd keep them all in after class, but they wouldn't get into my class in the first place. I, I just need to go to a break. I'm sorry. Late night, Ian Lee on air and after on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. A judge has confessed he once drew a penis on a court computer system. Neil Ford QC said his doodle of a very large phallus was sent to all staff on the official messaging network. Oh. His prank led to, led to his colleagues having their computer pens confiscated. That's what, the sort of thing. He sported for everyone else. That's the sort of thing you would do. Well, stop because actually someone did send me a huge comedy crying cactus today. Who did? Who? You. When? Oh, I did. <laughs> Fair play. He does it so casually. You see, he doesn't even remember. Fair play. I did because um, uh, you can draw on your iPhone. When you send messages, you can draw. Mm. And so, yeah, I drew, I drew, I drew a, a crying cactus. I also did a funny thing where you can draw over video. And I, I used to think my eyes, my bloody eyes. <laughs> yeah. I go, my eyes, my eyes! It's, it's CGI. Yeah, that's what they invented that technology for. It's the same technology they used in um, Jacuzzi Park with the dinosaurs. Let's go to Joe. Good evening, Joe. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. We've got loads yeah. of phone calls for really? some reason. Very, very good show tonight, thank you. <laughs> thank you, you're correct, yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I think um, it's been all right. I've got a tune, tune title for you in a minute, but I just wanted to pick up on something you said earlier about, um, you know, you're experiencing the weight gain at the moment yes. and a bit of insomnia. Yes. Um, I've had this a long time. You and I spoke once in the LBC days when I had my triple heart bypass, and if you remember that. Uh, do you know, off the top of my head, I don't, but... No, no, it's a long time ago. Yeah. But, um... Well, hey, that's, that's worked well, because that would have been about ten years ago. It was. It was, uh, the, I had the up in 2005. Flipping it, and how's everything going? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, brilliant. Thanks. Uh, managed to stop smoking. Beautiful. Well done. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. Never go back to that. No. But, but what, I, what I wanted to share with yes. you, I know it's none of my business, but have you checked with your GP or hospital to see how your thyroid gland is? Oh. Because um, what, no. what's come to light with me is yeah. um, I, I really tried the tablets for sleeping they didn't work mm. very well um and i know how what you were describing earlier about how you feel <laughs> lacking of energy and yeah, all that yeah. and i put on um a fair bit of weight too so i had some blood tests yeah. and it was found that the thyroid gland was underactive oh. and um i think it could have been for about three or four years before i had it checked then what do they do what do they give you then give you drugs um, yeah, it's only one tablet a day, but what happens is you have the first blood test, and then um, I, I haven't got any medical experience, but the, You're not a doctor. It, you, they refer to a, a table and, and figures, oh. and then they say, right, we're not too sure, come in and have another one. I had three before they actually said, yeah, it is underactive. And um, you get a tablet called thyroxine prescribed to you, very small, low dosage. Just take one of those in the morning and it keeps it under well, control. Joe, I'm, I, 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 I'm going to go to the doctors at some point because I've, I've stopped taking this drug on my own, which is a little bit silly. But um, um, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Can I yeah, just quickly I say, um, uh, part-time um, presenter, James Max, oh, has yeah. tweeted... Oh, I thought you meant me. No, yeah. no, no, no. Oh. Has tweeted me. He's, he's yeah. got it. Go West, the Pet Shop Boys. He's got it, Joe. Oh, Go West, the Pet Shop Boys. Thank you, James. Can I just give you one song as a title? Of course you can. You think it's, it's, a, it's one by Canned Heat. I don't know if you remember them. A, a no, no. It's not the a direction. It is. It's called Going Up the Country. Oh, I thought you were going to say On the Road Again. Going Up the Country. No, well, where's the, no, direc- no. where's the direction in that? Well, they're going up the country. So in America, it's got to be off the main freeways, isn't it? And um, but I don't know if going up the country, that's just going up the all country. Right. All right, what about Route 66? Address. <laughs> that's an, yeah, that's an, that's an address. Yeah. Oh, well. Why is it? Why could no one? I don't want to shout him because he's had a triple heart bypass. But in Route 66, no, isn't right. the lyric, doesn't it go, doesn't it list the places that you travel well, it through? Well, it lists places, but Actually, it doesn't... It does no, but it right, doesn't... Yeah. Right, all right, hang on a second. Hang if on it a says second. driving through <laughs> towards in the direction of, then then we no, can have it. Here we go, hang on a minute. Let's get the lyrics. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's check this. Let's if, get, if, if you, you ever plan to go west, isn't it? If you ever... Well, if you ever plan to motor west... West, take... Just take my yeah. way, that's the highway, that's the best. That's the Get best. your kicks on Route 66. Yes. Well, it winds from Chicago to LA. That's right. More than 2,000 miles, miles away. away. You're saying it slightly <laughs> after I do, doesn't mean you know it. Get your kicks <laughs> on Route 66. Well, goes... Here we go. Well, goes from St. Louis... Yep. ...down to Missouri... Oklahoma, Oklahoma City... City looks, looks oh so pretty. So pretty. He's <laughs> doing it again. You'll, get, you'll see Amarillo. Yes. But you don't know the rest of that line. You'll see Amarillo and... Some dead armadillos. Shut up. You do, though. Is that, is that the line to Amarillo? Right. <laughs> I'm... I'm not allowing it, Joe. <gasps> no, OK. But thanks for calling. You beat me on the yes-or-no game as well. <laughs> well, because I'm brilliant at the yes-no game. Yeah, I think you are, actually. Do you want to have a quick game of the yes-no game now? Um, I don't think so. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Joe. My boys love the yes-no game. My eldest is brilliant at it. I think that's correct. That is correct. 
That is incorrect. Do you know, I am a grown-up, apparently, and I find that game really stressful. Because you can't do it. I just worry. Tell you what, we're st- do you want to have a quick game now? No, I don't want to. We've not, we've not started, okay? So I'm going to start now. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, you want to play? I might. Your name is? Catherine. And you are 39 years old. I am. Uh, you'll be 40 when? August. You looking forward to it? Not really. Why? I don't feel 40. Do you not? No. Hey! Donald, where's your trousers? Around my ankles, apparently. Do, do, it, do, it, do it to me, because I'm brilliant at it. I don't want to play this game. I don't like it. Do it to me. Go on, I'm brilliant. Okay. Are you ready to play? Of course I am. <laughs> I'm not playing yet. Am I doing this right? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Ian Lee. Is that your birth name? It is not. Why? I changed it. Is Lee your real name? Lee is my middle name. Is it really? It certainly was, <laughs> but now it is legally my surname. Don't you miss having a middle name? I don't. Don't you think it might make you more mysterious or proper? I was going to create a middle name. I was going to name myself Ian Johnson Lee. Why? I like the name Johnson. <laughs> is it because it's a bit rude? It's not rude. It is. Baby powder. (laughs) You know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. Penises, as you often talk about. And there's a minute. And that's how easy it is. That's how easy it is. I'm the master. I'm the master. Though that I discovered there is the exactly the same reason why there is often a sixty-nine in your passwords. You're a pervert. The the reason I have sixty-nine in my password is from the Bill and Ted scene where they meet Bill and Ted for the first. Bill and Ted meet Bill and Ted, and they go, "Well, if we if you're really us, what number are we thinking of?" And they look at each other and go, (laughs) sixty-nine. And that's for that reason. I always have sixty-nine in my password. I, I I used to. I don't anymore. Dan's on the line. Evening, Dan. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> what have you got for us, Dan? I have a selection of songs for you. Well, oh, are, are, any of them, are any of them... Got, have they got directions here? They all have. Are you sure? Because it turns out a lot of my listeners don't know what directions mean. <laughs> OK, here we go. I'll read a lyric for you. I have all the ways, you see, to keep you guessing. Stop your messing with me. You'll be back to find your way again, 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 again. Deeper and down. Down, down, deeper and down. Yeah, I'll give you that, down, yeah. Down, down, down yeah, deeper okay. and down. That's the direction. You're going one. down, down, deeper and down. One. Perfect. Uh, how about the lazy one? Fleetwood Mac, you can go your own way. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. Catherine, okay. don't be, don't be, Dan's got it. Yeah. Yeah. The only way is up. Yes, and the plastic population. That's it. You don't, so then, Yaz got all of the credit. The plastic population got very, very little credit. I don't credit. remember what any of those plastic people looked like. No. You would, wouldn't you? But Yaz, Yaz was a very striking, beautiful mm-hmm. woman. Amazonian. Yeah. Very. Slightly waxworky. I always imagined she was like about six foot three. Yeah. I, let's, hang on a second, let's Google. How big is Yaz? No, well, she was massive. Let, how tall, how tall was Yaz? I'm going to say six foot two. I'm going to say... I bet she's not even that big. I bet the she's only that... way is up. I bet she's five nine. Baby, Cause for be... you and me now. Because telly people are tiny, aren't they? Um, unfortunately, the internet does not seem to have that information, which is a shame. She but was born in nineteen sixty. What? Yaz was born in. Look at Yaz now with long hair. Oh my god! That's Yaz. 
looks like my mate from Spain. Also, she's not black in that photograph. Mm. Um, yes, continue. Final song, TV theme. High winds, northern sky will carry you away. You know you have to leave here, but you wish that you could stay. There's four directions on this map, but you're only going one way. Due south. T- but TV themes aren't songs. That is a song. It was released as a single. But it's but it, as a t- but was it entitled the theme from Due South? It was right. Well, that's I not think a song. He's overshot there. Overconfident. He's over. He's overconfident <laughs> and overshot. Exactly. That I'm afraid, Dan. That undoes all of the good from your previous one. So you get minus five. <sighs> and that sigh, I think, sums up a lot of the public's attitude to this radio show. <laughs> And mine. <laughs> um, here we go. So my sister's got it. So she's an intelligent woman. Mm. Missing by everything but the girl. I step off the train. I'm walking down your street again, past your door. Directions. So you don't live there anymore. Yeah. Oh. I ca- I've got um, Tracy Thorne's book to read. Right. She was everything but the girl. Yeah. Apparently, it's a brilliant book. I've just not, I've just got so many books to read that I've not got round to. I, I, I bought it with the, the the view of maybe inviting her on the show, but I've not read it. Well, I'll read it. And okay, then we'll invite her on. How about that? He wrote a really good book, Ben Watt, about he got this disease that no one knew what it was and he was dying. Um, and but he's he's fine now. Um, let, we got to rattle through these calls. Look, Will. Hello, Will. Are you? Yeah. You had your phone over the nipple charger. What? 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 Hello. What? Yes, Will. Yes. Right now, I've got three, but I don't know how you're going to uh, react to them. So, well, I, I tell you how. If they've got directions in, I will right. react to them favourably. Yeah, if they haven't, I will react negatively. Well, it kind of depends. When you say directions, have you mean somebody giving somebody instructions, like directing them to do something? Tell us what right. you think a direction is. Okay, Through well, the medium of a lyric. This is so difficult. <laughs> so calm lyric. down. Do the twist. Next. And the next one had better be a direction, otherwise you're getting cut off. Okay, you're thinking of, instru- you're thinking of instructions. Direction. You're thinking of instructions. I, like, yeah, but, yeah, but a director directs someone, No, they? a direction, as in a direction from, uh, I'm going to walk down the stairs and then go out to the shops. Directions to somewhere. I haven't got time for this. Um, Dana. Hello, sorry, it's me. How about the girl from Ipanema goes to Greenland by the B-52s? I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you off, Dana. <laughs> um, M- Manny. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Happy New Year. Whoa. Did you have a good New Year? Hey. Yeah. Well, if you were listening, you would know the answer to that question, man. The answer was no. <laughs> I've got one. Go I, on. I bet you haven't. Go on, Manny. I have. I'm rooting for you. I bet you haven't. Please. Our, our house in the middle of the street. Yeah, where's the direction in that minute, uh, Manny? Because there wasn't a direction in the last time that song was suggested. So maybe you can find the direction in it this time. That's an address. You've given us an address. Okay. No Where's problem. where is no 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 you're not getting off that easy just because you're blind. What? Where is the where is the direction in that song? Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. Well, could you apologise and and mean it this time? Oh. I apologise to the pair of you. 
You right. don't need to apologise to me. I don't. Hold yes, it yes, he you. does, Catherine, because he's he's humiliated himself in front of you, and you need to apologise <laughs> to the listeners. And to the listeners, I apologise. And you need to apologise to the blind community oh, no. for letting them down. And the blind community. And you need to apologise to the Asian community for embarrassing no, no, them. No, 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 they are had no understanding. Wow. Apologise to them in whatever whatever languages it is you speak, Urdu or Hindi or whatever. Punjabi. 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 Say you something. want me to say in Punjabi? Yes, I do, mate. No, man. That's not Punjabi. No. Something very We dump that. We dump that. Wow. Deary me. Something, he said something very, very rude. We dump that, guys. We will not... I've got... I'm very strict on bad language on this show now. Regardless of the language it's in. Yep, 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 yep. No, we're not having that. Gosh. We're not having that. I'll find those tweets, by the way, for the boss tomorrow at some point. You need to. Guys, that's it. Um, mate, t- tomorrow, Catherine, remind me to explain to you why I take the headphones off this ear when we're t- taking callers. If you notice, I've been doing that. Mm. I take, when I get a caller, I take this headphone off. And the caller's guy put this headphone back on. It's because I'm going deaf in this ear. That's why. So that's, that's oh, really I thought it was going to be because you're annoying me. Right, you are annoying me. Let's end the show now. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Pick up your phone and talk radio. We'll get you talking. 